and welcome to episode 427 of the Awesome Comics Podcast, the place where the small press makes one hell of a big noise. My name is Vince Hunt, and joining me as always is the creator of the comic series Vanguard, Dan Butcher. Hello. And, like Jimi Hendrix, he's an experience. It's Tony Esmond. <laughs> Hello. You're right. <laughs> hey. Hello, everyone. Oh, it's hot, isn't it? Isn't it hot it's tonight? It's, yeah. um... It's uh, the sun has finally come back out in England, and yeah. as it does whenever the sun comes out in England, yeah. we all complain. Um, yeah. But in a nice, nice way. I mean, I went out and about today. Did did you guys get out in it? A little, no, a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Did, you, did, did a you long put, dog walk. Did you put your factor fifty on? <laughs> nah. Well, I'm going to Baltimore next weekend. It's fucking thirty six degrees oh. out there. Yeah, but they got aircon in the states, didn't they? Yeah, they're not in the streets. No, fair play. <laughs> yeah. But you drive everywhere, didn't you, in the States? Yeah, that is yeah. true. To be fair, the hotel room's going to be all right. You know, just on yeah. my own naked wandering around the hotel room be fine. But, uh, yeah. I'm glad you added uh, room instead of just walking around the hotel. <laughs> <laughs> I got locked out again. Yeah. <laughs> Doing a borat. Yeah. <laughs> that was filmed in about eight hotels. They yeah. kept trying to film it and get getting thrown out, didn't they? God, yeah. God. I wonder why. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But um, yes, we have. Uh, it's a three amigo show with a little bit of a difference. We got a little bit mm. of extra for you that we'll yeah. intro it in just a moment with a a, f- a few more details about an upcoming comic book that you really need to get your hands on. Yeah. Um, but if you want to know where to get your hands on other great indie comic books, then you should check out our lovely sponsor, Comic House. Yes. An indie comic marketplace that loves indie comics as much as we do and as much as you do because you you're listening to this show and hopefully you like indie comics as well as all the nonsense that we speak on a weekly basis. <laughs> um, but on comichouse.com, there's a huge selection of titles on the database. If you self-publish, you can also list your uh, book on there. It's another avenue to get your work out into the world. And if you have digital copies of your comic book, then uh, get them added to the app. It's basically like Netflix comics, £3 a month. Mm. You get access to an enormous library of digital indie comics. Um, guests on this show, past, present, no doubt future. And there's a 14-day free trial. Uh, Dan, what's on there at the moment? We've got uh, The Long Game, which I recommend as a decent comic. Uh, we've got The Phantoms in the Lake, Section 12, Flashback. And lastly, but not least, Viper Crimson Dawn. Hey. Hey. Yeah, which you really need to read. Yeah. Very good. I, it's I, good. I, I sold a health. copy of Viper to someone at work, and they gave it to their teenage son. <laughs> and he, he he caught up with me this week, and he said, "Dan, Dan, have you got any copies of that second one you had? Because my son's been pestering me to get it off you." And I was like, "Yeah, nice. I've got, got one on my desk. Go get it." Nice. Him, so I'm waiting to hear back. Dan- <laughs> oh, cool! Nice. Daniel, Daniel Butcher yeah. influencing the next generation yeah. of readers. <laughs> this reader, <laughs> the this reader, <laughs> influence, <laughs> influencing the occupiers of Feltham Youth Offenders Institute <laughs> in the future. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but they can also uh, find out more about a 40 day free trial and dive headfirst into the world of small press we talk about every week if they go to comichouse.com and thank you to them as always mm. for sponsoring the show yes we've uh, we've uh, well, as we're speaking now we've already done our little interview bit which we'll get into in a bit but the questions there was a little bit of a questionnaire which has left us I don't know about you, but I'm slightly reeling. I'm, I'm thinking about... A little about, thoughtful, isn't it? Very yeah. thoughtful. So perhaps we'll discuss that a little bit more afterwards. But we had a wonderful chance to catch up with our old pal. Um, I've called him pal now as well as a friend. Yeah, uh, we're getting Eamon, badge done. Eamon Clark of the Mega City Book Club um, podcast to talk to us about his work as an editor 
on the charity anthology DUI number three. And he talks a bit about issue two as well. Um, so we've said a little bit more about about this book and upcoming and all the work that's on it. And we've had we've been privy to some of it. It looks amazing. But I think you've got to hear it for yourself. So without further ado. Okay, we are very pleased to be joined by a friend of the show, the mind behind the Mega City Book Club podcast and editor of the DUI Anthology, the one and only Eamon Clark. Welcome back. Hi, guys. I'm glad I've made the friends list. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a short list, yeah, Eamon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, publicly- rather than the, you know, people, people that I've met. Yeah, yeah. Vaguely once. Yeah. yeah. It's a tumultuous list. Yeah. Ever changing. We're, yeah. we're very pleased Could to be joined by an acquaintance <laughs> who we've spoken to at least once. Um, yes. But, but no, we've all been on Mega C, haven't we? We've all been on Mega C. Yeah. Yeah. I collected all of them. Yes, I've got all three of you on the Mega City Book Club. The we're lowest at, rated episodes ever. Yeah. Yeah. We're the, we're yeah. the least yeah. valuable Pokemon we are. Vince, you did yeah, the well, Tony, chat. Tony is. Yeah. Right, oh, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> I'm trying to think, Vince, you did yours on the, the is it Death Death Race, the guy with the metal yeah. mask? Vanyo, the two yeah, people yeah, that Death, are Vanyo. Death Wish. Death Wish. And, Fra- Mar- and a, bit did, Fra- yeah, a bit of Frankenstein talk as well. Yeah. Oh, of course you did, yeah. yeah I yeah. did Marvel Law. What did you do, T, Tony? Uh, well, we've got one coming up, haven't we, Eamon? The second uh, one. Tony's coming up with the Light and Darkness War. Tony, you started. Did we start with Thistlebone? Uh, um, wasn't there one possibly. before Thistlebone, I'm going to say? Yeah, we maybe. Do. I can't remember what it was. Yeah, we did one on the DUI as well, didn't we? Funny enough. Yes, we did. We did DUI, did Thistlebone. We talked about some Dave McKean as well. Yeah, that was good. Uh, yeah. I yeah. do remember you did Tony's the Tony's a semi-regular now. <laughs> when we <laughs> did the, you did the manga stuff. And you did yeah. uh, Onward Towards Our Noble... Death, oh yeah. yeah, that was yeah. good. That, that was, was on, a fucking yeah. good book. Good episode. Oh, thanks, man. Cheers, dude. Mm. Yeah, we got but one coming up actually next month, uh, which I've just been trying to. I've been trying to draw like that person uh, all day, Eamon. Um, right, it's not, it's not easy. If you want to find out what it is, you're gonna have to listen to the NAI podcast when it drops. Yes. <laughs> Who's this? Who is this on the yes. call with us? Because <laughs> yeah. right now we're going to be talking about a, a not podcasting, but another type of job that Eamon's been hard at work at. And that is being the editor of issues two and three of the DUI anthology, which yes. straight up, thank you so much for all your hard work, Eamon. Oh, yeah. <laughs> totally. yeah. Yeah. That's uh, quite all right. It's quite it's all right. It's an task. task. Yeah, it is. Yes, it is. It is tricky, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Um, so we're going to talk a little bit about like the journey that you've had um, editing like these anthology uh, anthologies, especially with the, the charity sort of angles etc um and we've mentioned dui a few times on the show um and sometimes we just mention those letters so some some of you lovely listeners may not necessarily know what dui is um Eamon, do you feel confident and prepared to tell us what this Remember, anthology we, we asked is? you to come on this podcast yeah. about an hour ago <laughs> <laughs> yeah well, the first thing we have to say about DUI, drawn under the influence, we have to mention Sarah Harris' Indeed. name. Exactly. Because yeah. yeah. she edited the first one. And we have to mention your awesome drink and draw sessions that you started during lockdown, basically. This was a 2020 yeah. thing, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, was it 2020, 2021? When was the first one, Tony? 
it would have uh, been, been twenty twenty because it, it was yeah. it was like um, it was a pandemic sort of uh, painkiller in, in some kind of ways. Time, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and of course, Tom Curry, the wonderful Tom Curry, hosting those and making sure they all ran yeah. smoothly. Yeah. Um, yeah. So and this, Tony, uh, you'll probably tell the story better, but if I remember correctly, it was on the drink and draw that somebody said, "said Why isn't there an anthology?" Yeah, comic. I, I've got a feeling um, it was the booziest of drinking yeah. drawers that we had and i think they got a bit boozy at the start um and were heavy on the drink and the draw yeah. and Dr- someone yeah <laughs> and um someone I, and to the life of me i can't remember who it was said you know we, we were sort of all bemoaning the death or the you know the quietness of uk anthology scene because it used to be massive it used to be you know pretty much all anthologies really at one yeah. point late mm. 90s um, and someone said, "Well, why don't we do our own?" And after a sort of number of drunken comments, we did. We all sort of decided that Sarah was the best organizer, and she'd be the best person to do um, the editing on it. Mm. Even though she'd never edited a comic before, she sort of bravely volunteered, and then sort of woke up in the morning uh, and said, uh, "And I messaged her saying, look, if you, you know, I know everyone had a drink last night. You know, it's like one of those everyone had a drink. Correct me if I'm wrong. Didn't, do it. didn't Sarah come in from a night out?" She'd been out I on a drink, and she yeah. came in, and she had she'd had a few. I'm not casting. Yeah, maybe you might be casting shade and Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, drink um, had been taken. Yeah, yeah. And in the morning, <laughs> That's the only way said, you can sign up for it. Yeah, and in the morning, she said, "Nah, no, nah, I'm still going to do it." And a good honour. So Ledge. you know, it yeah. went forward from there. And then the plan was it was going to kind of we were going to sort of pass it around. But Eamon, um did the second one, and then you sort of I said to you, didn't I? We were in the queue outside of Gosh. I said, "Who's going to do this?" This, the third one name and you went me okay <laughs> good good lad yeah yeah so you took both of them on if you see what I mean yeah so Sarah didn't want to do she wants she did the first one yeah uh so for anybody who doesn't know you know as you say this is an anthology small press comic that raises money for charity nobody's getting paid for it everybody's doing you know putting in their efforts yeah. to raise money for charity Sarah chose the charity for the first one which was refuge she didn't want to do a second one, so I put my hand up last year to do a second one, and then we raised money for Cancer Research UK. And when we've done yeah. about each one, did about a thousand pounds for charity. Yeah, you know, it's over yeah. two thousand pounds so far. And then I also volunteered to do a third one, um, which is what we've got almost ready to um, start sending yeah. out. It's almost, you know, almost ready to go to print finally. Um, and the third one we had, again, we're doing it for charity. This time we had a sort of crowdsource idea. We did a little sort of um, a poll, poll of all the yeah. creators, didn't we? Yeah. yeah. And so this one is raising money for Mind, the mental health charity, which, you know, mm. again, you know, three great charities, Refuge, Cancer Research yeah. and, and Mind. Mm. Um, and it is going to be a 64-page, A4, perfect bound, uh, char- you know, anthology comic, featuring well many names from the acp community some names would be very familiar to listeners there'll be some new people um and it will be out later in september yeah and you've sort of been herding cats for about i'm going to say about six months is it about that uh yeah for about that time we set ourselves a longer time period for the second uh, for this third one rather and it's Mm. You know, because any project expands to use up all the available time. It's taken yeah. even longer. Uh, this one, for some reason, I don't know why, but this one's taken me a while. But we're almost there now, thank goodness. We've got, you know, 
Um, it's all finished. We're just waiting for some proofs before we go to print. Uh, cool. Good. Did you awesome. want to say anything about? But yeah, covers? we was you know we. Yeah. Well, we, I, I remind me who did the cover for issue one, Tony. Um, Can you remember? Was... Susie Gander, wasn't it? No, Is that right? no. It was Kev. Um, calling. Kev calling. Kev, yeah. Sorry, Susie did the back, back of... cover. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yes. and then who did so? It was Cliff on the front of your first issue, issue two, wasn't so it? So Cliff Cumber did the cover for issue two, and then we were looking around for somebody to do the cover for issue three, and um, we suggested Ian, Ian Ashcroft, and of course Ian Ashcroft, being on this podcast, you know, yeah. well known in the community, he's a busy chap at the moment working with yeah. Pat Mills, of course, um, but we said it to him, you know, could you do us a cover? And that all the covers have had something to do with, you know, the idea of creativity and the creative process. You know, there was the first one, which was sort of like the editor working, everybody like puppets. Cliff did something yeah. about writers and artists. Yeah. And Ian Ashcroft, first thing he said was, um, I've been waiting for you to ask me. And the second <laughs> thing he said was, um, how about this? And his finished artwork came back about a day later, didn't it, Tony? It's incredible, isn't it? As Fantastic. Well. Yeah. Lovely bits. Yeah. Mm. yeah, I mean, you and messaged me saying cover. this is. You said this is back already. Look at this. You're like effing yes. hell. Look at this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, um, so that was like the first thing to get done was the. You know, I mean, and, I, and he said, you know, obviously because we say he's busy chap, and he said, I better do it now because otherwise I'm about to get really busy with Pat. So um, yeah, so we got a great cover for by Ian Ashcroft again, which sort of feeds into that creativity, but also the mind. Charity yeah, the mental theme, health thing, isn't uh, it? As yeah, well. the thoughtfulness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Is it? Wait, you see it? Well, you guys have seen it because you're working yeah. on it as well. But it is beautiful. Yeah, really incredible. Mm. Yeah, I mean, and before we talk about some of the creators in there, yeah. we should say that there's a lot of other people, a lot of other hands. You know, stand out for Dan Butcher for helping me with all the graphic design and lettering. Right. Vince, you've been doing some lettering for us. Uh, Tony, you've been wrangling cats. Uh, Rob Jones <laughs> helping us out with the lettering as usual. Yep. Simon Russell, always helpful with advice about, yeah. you know, printing and layouts and graphic design. And I know he's been helping some other creators as well, as you know. So, yeah, a um, lot, lot of work behind the scenes by a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah, looking forward to seeing it, man. And they're lovely. It, it, we're going with the same size again, aren't we? So they're going to lovely three those three books next to each other on a shelf, mm. aren't they? You know. Mm. The, only, the only thing is that each one gets four pages bigger. It <laughs> <laughs> adds on four Pages. Um, so this was, you know, last one was sixty. I think the first one fifty six. This is a sixty four pager, and uh, I know Vince is going to ask me something about editing. But um, Tony and I, in our discussions, because we got all the pictures came in, yeah. And I think the commonest thing we were saying to people was, um, "Yeah, it's great, but could you do it in three pages?" Yeah, because um, yeah. we wanted to try and fit in as many people as we possibly could, and we were getting. We'd said. We'd said, I think, you know, the limit was five pages and we were getting some five pages and even six page pitches. And the usual thing we were going back to people was, yeah, yeah, we can probably fit it in if you could do it in three. Um, yeah. That became our catchphrase for about a month, didn't it? <laughs> yeah, it did. And I think the thing is with comics people having sort of been involved and, in, you know, helped edit other anthologies previously and recently is if you say to them, oh, anything up to eight pages, you'll get eight pages. You know, I think that's kind yeah. of the thing, isn't it? 
you know, if you said, oh, preferably three pages, yeah. sometimes somebody will do the right thing. But I think people just, you know, sort of think, oh, eight pages, I can feel eight pages. You know, it's a bit like that. Yeah. Yeah, so I guess the way it's pitched, like, we need variations of the sizes because you need to sort it all together. So if everyone does a, an eight pager, there's very little chance of all them going in. So you're better off yeah, kind of pitching your, your bet as it were and, and I go mean, one pages you know anthologies love one pages don't they yeah, i'm sure man. you do amen because yeah. you've always Absolutely. got that page haven't you you know yeah you you've always got an odd there. page that you want to fill yeah yeah did, did you want to talk about the people taking part this time as well um i know, I know yeah, you so won't be able to name them all though to be mm. fair you know i know yeah yeah i mean because there's over 40 creators again involved in wow. this and some of them, you know, some of them will be familiar. Some of them have been in each issue of DUI. Yeah. And some of them, this is their first time in a DUI. And some of them, it's actually their first time actually getting any comics published, that's as far fantastic. as I'm aware. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, that's really great. I mean, we mentioned Ian Ashcroft. His daughter, Eva, has yeah. done a two-pager, which, you know, Vince lettered for her. That's great. And isn't, that, it, isn't that great that, for her was, age? Yeah. yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. She's got a grasp um, yeah, of how stories work as well, mate. Yeah. mate I think sorry to interrupt, but I think she, it flows as well, really, really well. You know, and you know, and that was great. And you know, because we went back to her, she sent it in, and we went back to her with a few sort of comments and suggestions. And you know, I hope Ian doesn't mind me saying so. She, you know, when she got there, she said he, you know, made her realise this was actually something that was going to be published. And she yeah. needed to really work on it, and, and you know it's terrific. So that's her first published work. Mm. There's a there's a couple of other new names who've been published elsewhere, but never in any sort of DUI or ACP stuff. There's another person um, who's never been published before as well, which is quite interesting. Yeah, on the back cover. On the back cover, it's a lovely piece of work. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, we've got a lovely, thoughtful, meditative, mindful uh, piece of artwork on the back by. Um, uh, is she? Is it she who must be obeyed, or That's her, her indoors? Yeah, or, yeah, yes. yeah. You have to be Mrs. careful. She's quite Mrs. aggressive. Mrs. Tony Esmond. <laughs> <laughs> she let me write her bio as well for that. Oh, so I'm not yeah. right. She says I'm not writing anything. I said I'll write then. The bios for the pe the the creators involved is like a double page spread. <laughs> Isn't it? So many people. Yeah, yeah. Looking nice. Amy's definitely got oh, a pinboard right. in his little office, isn't he? With yeah. all little cards yeah. and stuff on it. Well, yeah. in, t in terms yeah. of and editing something like spine. this, in terms of editing something like this, the, I'm, the, the issue two was this your first time editing something? Yes, it was absolutely the first time I'd ever done anything like this. Um, so, I was, what I, was know, that Tony like? Knows. What was that like? That whole learning. Oh, process. incredibly scary! <laughs> <laughs> incredibly scary. Um, yeah, no, it was great fun. It was it was a, a challenge for me to try and work it out, how to do it and get it put all together. But fortunately, there was lots of wise heads who'd done it before mm. who I could um, call upon. And Tony and I were WhatsApping like mad. I mean, I said this last year when we talked about DUI too. Tony, um, you WhatsApp him and then he actually, like some sort of freak of nature, phones you. What is going like, on you know? there? Yeah. The thing is, like, <laughs> I literally receive a message from Eamon and I ring him straight back and he'll go, and in my name, clearly, I'm sure he's on your phone. And you'll go, hello? Like this sort of weird person. <laughs> people what? don't call people now, Tony. That's what is wrong with so, people? That's so weird. There's something that happened over WhatsApp that absolutely made me crease up. Do you remember with uh, you asked me a question and I think you said to Eamon, Dan always responds in like 
Arnie gifts. Oh, that's and right. I've literally yeah. done it back. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, just as just as you did it. Yes. No problem. We I'm... did have a DUI. <laughs> yeah. Well, we still have got a DUI WhatsApp group. And yes, that's right. You know, it's full Tony of that said. gif. <laughs> no problem. Yeah. <laughs> But I think the thing, one of the main things when you, you're juggling, like you say, juggling this many people around, I think, I mean, you're a good guy, I mean, but it's, you have to be so careful not to upset people. Yeah. As I was well, it's a big piece of things, isn't it? You've got to have a bit of steel as an editor to sort of say, no, we can't do this, or that's not going to work. Yeah, that's like too that. long. How, or... how do you handle speaking to someone in that regard or creating that? Straightforwardly, regard? or how do you do it? Yeah, I'm, you know, strangely enough, in two issues, it's not caused me a problem. I've, you know, yeah. we've said to people, basically, that we'd like to include this, but it's too long. Can you cut mm. this down? Or, yeah. you know, this bit doesn't work um, terribly well. You know, what about if it went like this? And such a nice bunch of people we've been working with. Everybody's been very sort of uh, on board with it all and taken the suggestions, you know, just like Eva Ashcroft did, you know, taking the suggestions, mm. going back, re having a, another look at it and coming back to us. And it's been, you know, it's been great. There's been a, there was a few that we couldn't, in, we couldn't fit in. Um, there was some, a couple of submissions came in a bit late. And by that time we'd already pretty much agreed the 64 pages um but you know i i didn't fortunately i didn't have any difficult really difficult conversations with people i don't think i really yeah. need to disappoint anybody totally i mean it's a weird know, balance that we went up four pages i guess yeah i guess yeah i mean it's a weird balance isn't it when you think there's all kinds of ways that this works because if you're uh, you know a big company and you're paying people and it's a different thing isn't it but these people were doing it for free mm. um and we had a, a number sort of stipulate, or you had a number of sort of stipulations, one of which being it can't be stuff that, you know, has been lying about or been submitted to other people or been printed elsewhere. It had to be kind of new. That was something. Wasn't yeah. It? It's given time. Yeah, we, do, we, yeah. we do say that for DUI, that we'd like it to be new stuff. It can't be licensed characters. You can't do any 2000 D stuff or anything like that. Um, yeah. You know, obviously people have ideas that they've had on the back burner for a while. And, you know, they're submitting those were fine yeah um yeah it, no it was it was good and we, we did because tony and i did a few sort of podcasts around about the time when we were talking about the submission process we did find um we weren't we weren't going with a theme of sort of mental health for the for the content as such although some of the creators have gone with that and produced some absolutely yeah. stunning stories as a result mm. but we did sort of i think tony and i we said this on a few podcasts we said um uh if you're still thinking of submitting we've got probably enough robots now guys oh yeah i forgot about the robot thing that's right yeah, yeah. everyone was sort of it was sort of, people were obsessed with robots at the time weren't they a bit yeah Weird how that yeah. comes around, doesn't what it? Was, what happen. was that at that point? That I don't know. I don't know. Just early part of this year, yeah. Yeah. When we were doing the submissions process and people were pitching, um, yeah. But no, it was. It fortunately it wasn't. It, I don't recall any really difficult conversations. Yeah. Um, and most people have been, you know, they've been picking up on stuff and they've been spotting mistakes that I haven't spotted in their own work when I send them back the proofs and everything. So, yeah, it's it's great. Yeah, it's I think been you really gave, good. I you mean, gave us a few pointers around mine and Helena's one. You said, oh, can we do this instead, I think. You know, that's the job of the edit, though, editor, though. Yes. Dude, you know. Yeah. Yeah. It's part of the collaboration, but, you isn't know, it, you know? 
Tony Esmond is a pro and he takes criticism like a pro and he just sort of <laughs> says, yep, okay. But I guess you're kind so, of, as the editor, you're looking at the whole thing as a, as one, <clears throat> like, uh, well, one publication, whereas the artists and creators, you're only seeing a small piece of the coalface. So you're trying to work it together. How, <clears throat> if you was constructing the run-in order, the page yeah. layout, how would you kind of, what was your philosophy of going through, right, this story's going to go there, that one's going to go there? Color black and white as well as an issue, you know. Yeah, yeah. Themes. I mean, it was trying. To, it was trying to mix up the colors and the black and whites. It was trying not to have too jarring a clash between some stories. And then at the end of the day, Dan, it's 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 the spreadsheet to say, well, this one needs you know a page turn yeah. from left to right for a reveal. Yeah. So that's got to go there and there. And then, as Tony says, you really sort of glad of having some one pages that you can then squeeze in to fill the gaps there, hmm. um, because you know most most people telling a sort of two or three or four page story, a lot of them say, "Well, we'd I quite like the last page to be on a turn, yeah, you yeah. Know, so we can keep, save the reveal." Um, and by and large, we managed to fit all that in. Uh, yeah, just a big complicated spreadsheet, basically. Yeah, I suppose that's it. That's the advice. If you're going to submit to an anthology, do a one pager. You know. Yeah, got a good chance of getting in, or just just make a comic. Exactly. If you want a really good chance of getting in, do a yeah. Exactly. (laughs) You know, because anthologies that you know be glad of that. Keep it short. Um, it's a you know it's part of the process is to actually see if you can cut it down and make it shorter. Um, uh, if you want, sorry, mate, gone. I was going to say, if you want a page reveal, you know, tell them. Tell the editor up front, you know, I really like this to be on a right hand page or whatever, or a left hand page. Um, yeah. I think the page size as well is important with this, but because people haven't seen it, it's A4. So it's a, you know, it's yeah. a large size. So, in the same way that we had that conversation with Viz last week, there's a lot of panels you can fit on an A4 page compared oh, to a yeah. normal American yeah. comic yeah. size page. Yeah. And, yeah. and sometimes people write stuff, they submit it, but they don't always know what the page size is. And I think that's a really important aspect of how you prepare a page and how you write a story is the format it's going to go into, you know? Definitely. Yeah, with an yeah, A4, doing a nine nine panel grid is not a problem. It's fucking yeah. you got loads of real estate. Whereas in an American, well, it depends. It depends on your layout, but just with a more real estate to fuck around with, you've got a few more options. I mean, a lot of anthologies are A five in this country. You know, we see a lot of A five anthologies, don't we? Yeah. You know, sort of small press yeah. guys. Especially, in the US. it feels quite tight, doesn't it? Mm. Yeah. Cool. Especially, you start putting your typeset in at six point, which is kind of pretty much the lowest you can really go. And yeah. to, uh, I always feel like, I can't remember who said it to me, but it's like when you're sending out your CV, don't make the typeface too small because the people reading it might be quite a bit more advanced than you. And if you're sending out a like six, seven point and they're kind of squinting to read what you've written, they fucking won't bother. And I always try and think of that, like yeah. don't go below like a seven point on comic oh, I know, stuff. I know for a fact Gary Groth at Fanographics has kicked off about a book they put out because he said he couldn't read it. Oh, and he's a, yeah, he's a dude right. in his 60s, you know. Uh, and to be yeah. fair, when he said, uh, I mean, remember um, Falpy bought it. I think he bought it for me. And he said, what do you think of that? I said, it's too small. I can't read it. And he says, funny enough, that's what Gary Groth said. <laughs> 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 Old bastards like us can't fucking read this I've tiny print, you know. Got to say, that that book, uh, Monster, when it had like the script stuff, the script. And I was like, fucking hell. I know, I know it's in character it's short, because man. <laughs> it's, it's uh, the characters right, right. writing these letters and you're, you were reading them. But I was like, it's, it's really, it can be not tricky, but it's like, oh, God. It's, yeah. it's a bit, bit of a, more of an effort than you're willing to. So it's more such an effort that it kind of takes you out a little bit, 
I'll say that. I get you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Don't cool. have uh, sections of your comic strip in cursive handwriting in a diary or a journal. It's yeah, yeah. I, I guess you, if you're doing it as kind of like actually handwritten, there might be a bit more of a charm to it. But if it's a digitally done, there was too it, much in that. I think. Yeah, there was a mm, lot yeah. in that fucking monster. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, still hell of a book. Mm. Good, good stuff. Yeah. So with with it, sort of like you're now at the point where the end is in sight. Uh, the print yep. copies and stuff. Um, with an anthology like this, what's the next step then? Because we have said on on this show before, like just making the thing is only part of the process. Once it's mm. once it's done and getting it out to the people, especially with the charity anthology, what's the plan for it? Uh, so send out comp copies to all the creators will be the first job. Well, that's half your print run, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, we'll. It will be up on the uh, the shop site along with um, the the first two. So if you go to duicomic.bigcartel.com, uh, you'll soon be able to order it from there. So then we'll be sending out, you know, selling copies there. There'll probably be a bundle because we've still got some. There's no hard copies of issue one left, I'm afraid, but we've still got some hard copies of issue two. You get a digital um, so of issue able... one, yeah, yeah. And I, actually, I meant to I meant to speak to Dan about. Um, issue two putting that up on comics uh comic house now as well because um, oh cool yeah. i know that dui dui one is up on comic house and we probably ought to put dui two up there but yeah, yeah. you'll be able to get it digitally on the website as well and some people are going to take it to the lakes festival they'll be selling it at tables there there'll be some people selling it at tables at the mm. at thought bubble <clears throat> i'll be at thought bubble and with copies as well so people can get it from me there um, yeah, I mean, if any of the creators or the crew are going to any of the shows, then, you know, we can certainly get a few copies to go with you to hopefully sell there. And, yeah. you know, it's a, it's amazing that even before we sold the first copy, we're already, with donations, we're already at about, I think, £350 raised oh, for mine. Oh, nice. Isn't that awesome. good? Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I know, I think, I, I always pay for artists because I feel like I owe them. And I, I always say to Helena, you know, I'm going to pay you. And she says, no, it goes to the charity. So good on her. Do you know what well I mean? Well done. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. I would say if you're a creator in this book, do try and flog promote a couple it. of copies and yeah. promote. Yeah. Even if you can't get sales yourself, promote it. Cause it's your work and all the money uh, generated goes to a charity. So yeah. And that's, that's, that's yeah. The all the digital sales go to, Sorry, no, all the just, digital sales yeah, go to mind, and three pounds from each hard copy goes to mind. That great, man. Yeah, which is yeah. amazing because uh, you know uh, it's it's good fun. There's amazing creatives, and there's obviously a lot of hard work that's gone into it. Uh, but the main thing is all for charity. And it's all for a good cause. That's why what this is all about. So good. you know, um, how would and this is just a this is just an open question as well. In terms of a charity anthology and things like that. Um, What's the, what would the deal be with like trying to get it into like comic book shops? And some like take it, man. Yeah, I mean, like strange apparitions, and some people will take it. Yeah, and just sell it. Yeah, yeah. I think but- strange apparitions have got DUI two. Um, I'm going to ask Gosh if they'll take a copy or two. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, anybody else knows any contacts? Uh, I should probably should have asked in Close Encounters in Bedford yesterday, but uh, yeah, oh, you know, yeah, yeah. if we can get it into a few comic shops, yeah, we get as well. well um, comic shops com- that have got yeah, a small press. They, comic you know, store area. owners get in touch with us, and we'll, we'll yeah, absolutely, to, please do. Thank you up. Yeah, 
So, yeah. um, are you going to get give yourself a big alcoholic drink once it's all done? The name. <laughs> what's, what's the drink yes. of choice? What's the drink of choice? He's a Guinness drinker, and he I can tell. It'll be a pint of Guinness. Yeah, it'll be a pint yeah. of Guinness uh, and toast to all the wonderful creators who put in so much hard work uh, when it's finally you know in the post and on its way to everybody. Yeah, you can take a breath then, can't you, man? Yeah, yeah job well done. Yeah. 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 Thing is, like with with so many creators, it's gonna sell out, isn't it? That's the good thing about having an anthology. You know, it's like putting an anthology on Kickstarter. You've got twenty people promoting it rather than just yeah. you. You yeah. know, there's like yeah. that, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And it's um, yeah, it's it's gonna be amazing. So um, we're not gonna ask you if you're gonna come back for four, uh, five, six, seven, <laughs> or whether you want a full time job doing it. We're not gonna <laughs> do that now because uh, we'll wait until those lovely printed copies come back in. Um, okay we'll do that first yeah yeah yeah. Uh, one step at a time and once you once you've actually (laughs) finally slept um because i'm sure (laughs) yes exactly yeah well you've had a busy weekend haven't you exactly segway yes you've had a nice weekend you've had a nice weekend see what i did there it's a night being a nice (laughs) nice yeah yes i did just just then great what was that very good, very good. Thank nice you. Nice to see you, to see you nice. Oh, <laughs> yes. So, um, none of us could make it to nice. Yeah, I'm, I let him down the last minute, I'm afraid. I was meant to go, and then I got in the shit at home. So, well, yeah. so, so <laughs> other than Tony Esmond being absolute shower, um, yeah. <laughs> how, what's your um, con report of nice? How was it, Eamon? It was great. Nice convention or nice con is in Bedford. It's in the Corn Exchange in Bedford. It's a two-day convention. It's usually this time. It's usually the first weekend in September. It always used to be, didn't it, Tony? I think and so, it is yeah. again. Yeah. Yeah. Organised by or partly organised by Jeff Charhill, who does who uh, has the encounter shops in Peterborough, Bedford, and Northampton. I think he has, and the yeah, panel gallery right. in Northampton. Um, and it is. It's like a sort of middle of the middle of England, uh, a bit like Lawless, a similar sort of vibe, you know, really just comics, uh, no film and anime sort of stuff. It's really comics, quite a bit of quite, you know, uh, quite a lot of obviously British creators in there um, and, you know, drawing the sort of the fans that, you know, you'd expect for that. Um, Yeah, it's great. It's a it's a hall convention. Um, it was Alan Davis was there. He seemed to be the big drawer of the day. He was actually sketching, so wow. the cues for him were quite big. Yeah, you get anything? Um, have, sorry, I didn't. No, I got him to sign something, but I didn't get a sketch. Uh, okay, yeah. Uh, I know. Um, Jordan messaged me saying I'll put something in the Slack saying it's nice to be at a convention that every it's like it was almost like small press professional, small press professional. So there was a lot of guests there, a lot of you know, yeah. solid comics creators, you know. Yeah, I mean, I you know Gareth A. Hopkins, who of course you know well, and he's yeah. in DUI three again. He was there, I think, sitting across the aisle from Greg Staples, you know, superstar. Oh, cool. um, Pete Dory was there selling Stan and Jack, and the nice. Stan and Jack in DUI three. Um, bumped into a fair few people. Got to chat to John Wagner about the Bogeyman uh, collection. I don't know if the events and Dan are from with the bogeyman oh yeah yeah um, yeah yeah yeah. This, yeah so that the collection of that which was successfully kick-started and is coming out very shortly he had a he had a proof copy with him that oh, we nice. were looking at and that looks really good and of course he's been doing that with the guys from the 77 who were there as well cool. 
Um, and I know yeah, you did, it was, a, you, it was really you did nice. a Mega City Book Club interview with him, didn't you? It was very good talking about it. You yes, go back, you go back about, did, I'm going to say about 10 episodes. On, yeah. Yeah, about that. I did an episode with John Wagner about The Bogeyman, which I recorded at Lawless. And actually, I managed in Bedford to record, not with any, you know, not with any of the creators, but I managed to record an episode of the podcast yesterday morning as well, which will be coming out in a couple of months, about a 1970s girls comic, would you believe? Oh, written okay. by Jerry Finley Day. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's good to see him getting the love he deserves, Jerry Finley Day, as well, isn't it? Yeah, actually, we were talking of, he's, about He's he got was, quite a few cons now. Yes, he started to come out onto the convention circuit. He wasn't there yesterday, sadly. But, right. uh, yeah, it was really good. Honestly, Vince, it was a great uh, It was a great day. Nice. Uh, and I think I wasn't there today, but I know it was, you know, it was carrying on. And there was a lot of stuff being sold, it seemed. Lots that seemed to be people, you know, buying and selling. Yeah. Uh, you got a nice mix of some dealers in there with back issues as well. Oh, cool. Original art was on sale. And there was panels and stuff. And also, I nipped into Close Encounters, the shop, because they got a little bit of exhibition space upstairs, and they had the Steve Dillon Oh, they had that back on, did they? Okay. Yes. That's the one that you, me, and Conrad Uh, went to in somewhere else. Was it Northampton or somewhere we went to? You. That's right. You, me, and Conrad went to Panel Gallery in Northampton and saw it and drooled over some of the Steve Dillon original art. And it's been on tour. Uh, it was at Lawless, and now it was uh, upstairs at Close Encounter for these two days. And then it's next. I was speaking to Steve Dillon's daughter-in-law, who was there, sort of, you know, supervising, as it were. Yeah. And it's getting shipped up uh, or shipped off to go to Luca Festival in Italy. Oh, wow. Because okay. Garth Ennis is going to be there with some of the Preacher and Hellblazer pages that were on display. So, oh, nice. yeah, that was fantastic. But yeah, Nice is a great convention. It's real just like comics and you can get you can get to meet the creators, you know, um, apart yeah. from Alan Davis. I don't think anybody was queuing uh, really. So yeah, it's great stuff. Yeah, it's nice to see these guys remembered. I mean, you know, these and because the, they, they don't seem to come up at a lot of other conventions, do yeah. they? They're not really mentioned at other stuff. Mm. Um, but it's nice that Jeff gets these people in to do these conventions. Fair enough, I went for dinner last night with um, Imber Burb, Sizey, Matt Rook and Gronier. And um, um, Imber was saying, Chris Imber was saying that OA was going down a storm at that at, um, at Nice. He was saying OA was right. the big seller for them. And he says, and I said, I wonder why that is. Is it because it's sort of, you know, the, the sort of guys like us, I suppose, is what I described it, wandering around looking at original art. And he said, yeah, it kind of was, you know, which is nice to see. Yeah. There's nothing and, better than yeah, interesting again. Yeah, talking to the Steve Dillon exhibition, talking to her, you know, um, the amount of emails she gets from collectors saying, "Right, you know, are you going to sell that page? Are you going to sell that page?" And they're saying, "No, no, you know, it's part of his legacy. We're t- we're taking it on the ex- on the tour." But yeah, nice. yeah, the the <laughs> number of uh, offers they've had for like the Emerald Isle Judge Dread cover oh. or some of the preacher stuff that Steve Dillon did. That or they had, cover, man, it's great. The Warrior cover, that's, yeah, that's wonderful. And then they also had some, they had the double page colour spreads from a ABC Warriors story called Red Planet Blues. Oh, yeah. And they've just, they just make you weep to look at them because that's, that's written by Alan Moore, drawn by Steve Dillon and then coloured by John Higgins. And it's just <laughs> like, they're just, oh, they're gorgeous, oh, Tony. They're just wonderful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember when we were chatting to Jeff at that thing, because we, he, 
Jeff said, oh, and we're sort of chatting, oh, this is what, you know, having a chat with him about what we'd seen. And, you know, because it was quite quiet. And then the day the three of us went in there. And he went, have a look at this, though. And he just went in the back cupboard and pulled out a load of, um, a load of Kirby pages. Do you remember? Like, yes. Four had- pages. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we shouldn't probably we shouldn't probably advertise this, but he had this little sort of curtained off area behind his desk. Yeah. And he said, oh, no, have a look at this. And he pulled out this folder and there's Jack Kirby pages. And I think he had a Ditko page. He did. Yeah. It's like, did. Yeah. oh, my God. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it wasn't uh, last week in, on the Viz episode. The, one of the chaps, because we had the videos on during the thing, he went and got uh, issue one out, didn't he? Yeah, he did, didn't he? Yeah. Um, Slightly really? different prestige oh, wow. there. But like, yeah. like, oh, you got issue one every year, and he's like, oh, okay, wow, that's the one just sold in pubs, wasn't it? Yeah, what what <laughs> a couple of dudes. Yeah, yeah, the yeah, yeah. Uh, it was great, really good episode, guys. Really enjoyed oh, thanks, it. Man. Yeah, they were great to chat too. Stay yeah. chatted for ages as well. Yeah, we'll be repeating the quiz question if I can find it in at the end of yes. the show as well. So have a listen. Uh, get those answers in. Yeah, yeah. biz. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> speaking or of questions. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They like that. <laughs> um, speaking of uh, questions, Tony. Yes. Yeah, so I was I was in my thirty five seconds of downtime this week. I was watching this sort of YouTube video about a guy, and he was talking about when you ask questions of people, sometimes it's best to do it um, and then talk about the results of the questions later on. So I've got a little. Um, I think it's nine questions. I'm going to fire them at you. You'll need a bit of pen and paper. Play along at home on this because it's. I, I think it's. It's. It's nothing difficult. It's not really a quiz. It just shows where your mind's at around comics a bit. And it. Okay. it will t- I think it will say a lot about who you are. Maybe when you started reading, what you enjoyed. You know, just, does that make sense, guys? Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm going to read some questions out to you, and um, I'll give you some thinking time. So we'll we'll chat as well as as it goes through, and at the end we're going to discuss what we said. That makes sense. Okay. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Play, play along at home. So first question, and there's no argument about it. No, like, oh, what do you mean by that question? Purely instinctual. What comes into your head when I ask this question? So don't overly think it. Does that make sense? I don't want yeah. you going, oh, yeah, but what if What's this? What's the answer yeah. 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 Okay. So who is the greatest superhero? Okay. So I want you to write down your answers. Who is the greatest Cheers. super? Yeah, well done. <laughs> <laughs> Who is the greatest superhero? Okay. Number two. Have we got all got something? Yeah. Yeah. Good. Number two. Who is the greatest superhero artist? Okay. Yep. Good. Okay. Everyone all right? Number three. Your favorite Batman villain. So these uh, do jump around a bit. Yeah. But purposely. That's what he said as well. This, this is the advice I got in this video. Favorite superhero team. Favorite superhero team. Okay. okay. Don't forget, there's a difference between favorite and greatest. Yeah. So you do jump around yeah. a bit. Okay. Number five. Greatest comics writer. Greatest comics writer. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. Uh... Okay. Not favorite. Greatest. Yeah. May not necessarily be someone you actually like. Yeah. Okay, number six. Best indie comics character. Best indie comics character. Best is loaded a bit there, isn't it? And some of these are fucking hard. This one, that was tricky. Yeah. Um, Oh, God. Right. Yeah, because when you're doing things like this, especially when it's instinctual, 
yeah. it's not necessarily you know it's, it's not you, logically it's, thought out yeah, it's kind of where it's, your mind's when you, at when at the you moment. think about it more that's when yeah. things sort of yeah. change yeah um i'm just sort of writing the list and it's almost when we talk about it afterwards then i'll almost yeah, yeah but no changing it until then you can change yeah. it but no yeah. changing it till then yeah. does that make sense yeah good yeah. good 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 yeah. um here's another one this is off another angle again what is your favorite comics memory That's a bit of a longer one, so I'll yeah, give you a few seconds yeah. for that one. Oh man, nothing's popping for that one. Okay, and that's number seven. How are we doing, Eamon? You doing all right? Yeah, there's Kurt Diamond Rose left hand left hand side chest. We, you're not allowed to say when we first met, mate. That's uh, okay. All right, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, everyone ready? Everyone got something for that one? Okay, number yep. seven. Two more to go. What an, this is off on another direction. What annoys you most about comics? Do we have to give our answers in the form of an? Uh, say, there's a lot of that. <laughs> just, the, uh, just a sentence, no more. What annoys you most about comics? Um, That's a funny one, isn't it? Yeah. Because your mind goes all places for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it does. Do you prefer Tony or Anthony? Uh, Riptide. Riptide. (laughs) (laughs) All right, number nine, the final question. You get a commission from any artist, living or dead, who draws it and what is it? Purely instinctual. What are you thinking about? Put it down. Um, So anyone who wants to put their answers in the slack... If they're playing along at home, we'll, we'll we'll have a little look at that as well. That'd be a good one, good fun one to do. Okay, so this will also tell what you're liking at the moment, isn't it? In a way, where your mind is around comics at the moment. Yeah, yeah, in some ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. I, I I think there's a few that I could have a guess about with you guys with this sort of thing, you know. Yeah. Knowing you as I know you. Um, that is your lot it's, that's the, it's the two pronged answer in the last one that's what's um, just yeah getting yeah a second. some of us have I don't know what you, I don't know, I don't know about you Amin, but do you have like a character you like to get drawn by different people is there you know there's a bit of that isn't there sometimes well I, you know it's a funny question Tony because I've just been thinking about starting a couple of um, sketchbook projects yeah um, with, with the theme you know, yeah. So I was going to have one sketchbook for Halo Jones and one sketchbook. I thought I might go for, strange enough, um, slightly obscure British comic book villain here. Well, sort of anti-hero, the Spider uh, might okay. be quite interesting challenge yeah. for people. But yeah, I did. Th- I I like the idea of a themed sketchbook. With, yeah, you know, I do as well. Yeah, I used to do it where in um, New York. We've every probably year, all met that guy with the Mekon. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Every year in New York, I have a theme. Or I used to have a th- one year it was Valiant, OG Valiant. One year it was Captain Britain. One year it was Master Kung Fu. You know, like so the the commissions and sketches I get off people that follow a theme each year. I think that's quite fun. Or these jam piece things um, are quite good, aren't they? Where you have a page divided up and it might be all yeah. of the Justice League or something, and yeah, you get a different exactly, eyes to do a headshot. Yeah. yeah, that's quite fun as well. Yeah, good. Okay, Just so the one ready. I haven't put Master of Kung Fu for any of the questions. Oh, put them for all of them, right? <laughs> Okay, so everyone everyone got an answer for everything? Yes. Yep. Yeah. Good. Okay, so let's go round. 
Um, let's start with you, Vince. Um, who is the greatest superhero? Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Okay. Interesting. <laughs> okay. Dan? Spider-Man. Superman. Superman. Vin- uh, Eamon? Spider-Man. Spider-Man as well? Yeah. Nobody said Batman? No. Nah. No. Okay. Okay. That was purely just like you you said that and I that popped into my head. Yep. Yeah, that's what yeah. we wanted. Yeah. It, yeah. Yeah. There there was the they both I must say Superman and Spider Man both popped into my head, but I I think the head and the heart came together as one to sort of say. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah Spider Man. Yeah. Okay. Interesting you went with Spider Man, Eamon. I know, I should be choosing the British character yeah. like yeah. or, or, or something like that but no i mean first love you know british uh, marvel uk reprints black and white spider-man yeah but you, yeah. you wouldn't say superhero judge dread would you no, no. probably uh, not i guess that we yeah. didn't make that connection mm. i actually think not it's either a hero superman. not that super yeah no. yeah it depends who writes it, it sometimes i think it's either spider-man superman or batman were the three i think would that would be the likely ones people would go for I think if you overthink it, you start going with things like Wolverine, yeah, Captain Marvel, stuff yeah. like that. But I think just instinctual, old school comic reader, long term comic reader, you go one of those three. I kind of think. Mm. Um, cool. The second one: Who is the greatest superhero artist? Go with you first, Dan. John Byrne. John Byrne. Okay, Eamon? Jack Kirby. Yeah. Oh fuck. <laughs> Vince. Vince, sorry. Um, no, no, that was one of those ones that. Um, I heard the name and I went, oh, you kind of think, oh, of course. Yeah. Um, but instinctually, it was just my heart. And I said Alan Davis. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Um, that that was almost an instinctual emotional thing. Rather than... exactly, exactly the same for me. That's, mm. that's the way I read the, the exercise of just like, that's what yeah. it was. That's yeah. what popped in there. And that's in, that shows maybe an age thing because I immediately went to Jack. Mm. Right. Okay. With that one when I thought come up with a question. Your, yours would be Jack as well, wouldn't it? Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So John Byrne's not my favourite artist, no. but yeah, he kind of like, yeah, he was he was there. It was like a, a a big presence when I was reading kids. Yeah, comics as a kid. Amazing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, okay, the third one is the, is the one I think we'll all answer the same. Start with you, Eamon. Favorite Batman villain? Well, it's uh, it's the Joker, but actually, I couldn't really think of any many Batman. Yeah, villains. it's weird that I isn't think it? More yeah, now, but yeah, it's. It's just so like, in the front okay, of your yeah, head, isn't it, the Joker? Yeah. 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 Uh, Vince? Two-Face. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Ooh, good. So I did the jump to the Joker and then thought, no, actually, I prefer another one. And that was Riddler. Riddler, but, okay. But it the Joker was the one that... Joker. Joker's the one that came into your head first, but yeah. your actual favourite. I actually didn't think of the Joker. When you said the Joker, I was like, oh, yeah, really? of course. Yeah, yeah, I didn't think oh, of Oh, God, mine, mine just, that was the, one of the uh, strongest ones for me. And, and purely it's like, because you said, oh, favourite. Did you say favourite Batman villain? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, and that's what it was. It was like, I've always liked Two-Face. Oh, so, fair enough. So yeah. Just, it, it, part of me, um, it's another face, it's Clayface, but it's the one I like. I, I like Clayface from the animated series where I've, all, yeah. I've always just kind of like Two Face. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, like, okay. Is that like an early memory of a Batman comic that it was a Two Face one early really, on? Really? Not really. I think it's something to do with. Um, I'm always drawn to a very much uh, Jekyll and Hyde like characters anyway. Um, okay. Like the, like these the dichotomy and the like 
even like things like the Hulk, just just there's two sides to a character. Do you know what I mean? And prob- yeah. probably why like werewolves because there's two sides of like of a certain person like that. Okay, but, interesting. Uh, yeah, if I if I think about it, there's probably some sort of deep there's a psychological thing. <laughs> yeah. like, Great, really uh, like a sexual thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Two Face oh, story yeah. in uh, Batman Black and White. Have you seen that one? It's not very big the, the the tale but like it's drawn in the style of the animated series yes the, is it yeah. is that the bruce tim no is, or is it wagner that does that i'm not sure oh god okay. it's really it's really good, good. really good that one yeah yeah he kind of gets cured doesn't his face and he, yes. he loves this woman and the woman's twin sister who's fucking right old bitch kind of seduces him <laughs> and he yeah. this- I mean, Dan, dan's dumbing it down a little bit yeah but he, she basically like comes back to life. So I'm gonna fuck up my, yeah. my sister's life. That's a fucking and, great story. Yeah, I need to read. Really good. Uh, really good. Yeah, yeah. Nice to get a hardback out, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And what about you, Omen? Why is it because when we were kind of, you know, we often, you and I often talk about the '80s being this like golden period. The is it because of stuff like the Killing Joke and his appearances in, you know, when he kills Robin and that sort of thing. It's yeah, it's exactly the Killing Joke. It's a little bit Arkham Asylum. It's a little bit oh, death in the family, I guess uh yeah i mean you know very strange he's probably the most famous superhero in the world but i don't read an awful lot i never did read an awful lot of batman unless it was yeah. one of the big events yeah yeah that's so, uh, a uh, death in the family is a strange one isn't it i've read the trade recently very. like obviously you get the bit where robin dying it's really bleak and he's trying to find his mum and his mum he's uh by mum tricks him and killed because of it and in the end it's got the joke of represented like the, this the arab states isn't it and yeah and weird. gas yeah. at the un and like superman inhaling it it's like this is the same story this is really weird the, the yeah. tonal shift is very odd yeah it's a strange one and it had that phone in didn't it you could phone yeah. in it did yeah and kill robin that'll yeah. take us to question eight yeah, <laughs> yeah. <things> about comics. <laughs> right good now okay what do we get to now favorite superhero team uh, who's uh, Vince? This is you. Uh, X Men. X Men. Okay, Dan. X Men. Eamon. X Men. Wow. Okay. Uh, Clement Burn. X Men. Yeah. Okay. Uh, for me, X Men are the the seminal like when comics really hit the vein for me. Uh, X Men. Right. X Men really were the coolest team as well. Oh yeah. They were just fucking just everything everything about them was just awesome and this was this was before they really hit the massive zeitgeist of like you know that i thought they were called before like x-men number one came yeah out. do you know what i mean yeah it was like, when it's the uncanny x-men it was sort of like this is really cool yet no one knows how really cool this yeah. is it felt like it was that amazing yeah. indie band that, that, that was just yeah. too cool yeah. for the mainstream but now it's a completely different beast yeah. but for me x-men will always be yeah. I mean, X Men went bi monthly and then it went to reprint because it was so unpopular mm. before yeah, um, yeah. Len Wein took, you know, started writing it. Yeah, um, then that's crazy. When, when you went, hear um, about that, it's crazy thinking. Yeah. yeah. For me, uh, let me shit on X Men a little bit uh, <laughs> now. Uh, you know, like when there's a funny meme going around and then it kind of gets a bit stale and then a corporation starts using that meme when they're advertising. That's yeah. what X Men now feels like to me. Just like. Oversaturation, yeah, aren't they? Yeah, just completely fucking lost it. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, I, let's move on from issues. Interesting, interesting history. <laughs> Who was your team, Tony? Uh, them, yeah. It was, but, yeah. But same with you, man. I mean, Claremont, Byrne, Austin was just yeah. revelatory to me. You just, yeah. I still read it now. It's still one of the best. I still think it's one of the best mm-hmm. comics ever made. Man, fucking when yeah. X Men, the Jim Lee 
art one and dropped. I was fucking all over that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That actually ties into a question coming up. Okay, cool. Right. Okay. So let's move on to the next one. This is this is a greatest question. So greatest comics writer. Uh this is you, Dan. I really struggle with this. Yeah, out of all of them, none no real names came to me. I was like, I can't think of this one. But I push myself and say Robert Kirkman. I really enjoy his stuff. Oh, okay. But I, I didn't have an instinctive answer on this one. Okay. Eamon, I can guess yours. Maybe. Alan Moore transformed yeah. the medium. Ah. Yeah. Good Alan Moore. I think he's the one that kind of jumps into my mind as well when yeah. I say who's the greatest. Yeah. V? Uh, when I was thinking about this, I was it was almost like with this one, you think less about the personal you know, thing. It's more like, okay, who shook the medium? And Alan, as soon as you said Alan Moore, I was like, oh, of course. I uh, I named Frank Miller. Okay. Oh, good yeah, shout. Yeah, no, that's good shout too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. One of those two, yeah. isn't it? Let's face it. Yeah. 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 I never sit down and think, oh, I really fancy reading Alan Moore book. Is that, is that I mean, just me? The thing, is, yeah, the thing is, I'm the same with, like, yeah, Alan Moore, and I'm the same with, like, Frank Miller. There's no, you know, but there, there's no denying, like, oh, no, 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 no way. Just yeah. what they've done. The skill. And, you know, yeah. you, you can take the pages apart, you know, around the writing on these comics and just mm. it shows the skill, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah okay, it's... cool. My, mine was Alan Moore as well. Oh, fair. nice one, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've yeah got, on I'm not sure if this is a controversial take on it, but, like, when I read Neo Nomicon from Alan Moore doing that, I was kind of like, oh, I, I really didn't like that. Yeah. And yeah. It kind of it besmirched it a little for me. Uh, yeah, don't read his recent stuff. No, I, yeah. thought, yeah. I think in a hundred years people would say that was one of his lesser works. I believe yeah. would be the phrase, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, cool. Okay, um, I think we're with you, Eamon, for this one. This is a best one, so this is a weird one. Best indie comics character. Who did you go with? Halo Jones. Uh, Does okay. she count? Uh, nice. Does that count as indie? Oh, well, that's so. what I was wondering. Does two thousand AD count as indie? Kind of does now, I suppose, isn't it? Mm. Definitely now. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Cool. Well, that's In, what went to your mind. So that's the larger scheme answers. of things. Yeah, I would say that. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, v. Uh, this might surprise people. Spawn. Okay. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Yeah. Okay. Um, and um, even though I'm not necessarily a huge Spawn fan, and like you know, I I, I don't read it. That thing's still fucking massive now. Massive. <laughs> yeah. oh, wait, did you did you see the list come out this week? Yes. Yeah, I was just thinking about the number one. Titles. Yeah, King yeah. Spawn's number one. Fucking trashing everyone. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> fuck me. Like we're talking, we're talking like twenty five years of just like sitting near the top. It doesn't even meet, need to be on top. They fucking Jesus yeah. Christ! It was like half a million sales, wasn't it? Or something. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mental. Yeah. But I always yeah. think that like, what's what's a good spawn up? For me, yeah. I mean, for me, it's interesting. It's usually when someone does like a spin-off one, or there's yeah. like medieval Sam and spawn. Twitch or something. Yeah, Sam yeah. and Twitch, the medieval spawn, and like, I like the Dave like Sim that. issue. I have yeah. to say, yeah, yeah. Um, and what about you, D? Uh, I had Savage Dragon. Oh, oh good shout! Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I not so like much now. I don't read it, but when it first came out from Image. I was massively into Larson. I loved his Spider-Man stuff. And when he would start doing his own stuff, the, the kind of the, the genuineness of the, the comic and everything was just like, I, I felt like it was a version of me, like making their own character and doing it. And I think a lot of maybe aspiring creators saw the same thing as someone who'd 
made comics as a kid and come good and now he got the chance to do it big time and i was like oh this is fucking great and it, it just went straight to that yeah cool my, my my initial reaction was hellboy um and then literally a nanosecond afterwards i said behave yourself it's cerebus ah, okay yeah yeah okay yeah i'm not that sure either of those right just they were sort of just shows my taste well, I mean, as well, isn't it? The thing really? is, like you say, there's no right no wrong answers. answers. Like, yeah, like yeah. you know, there's a lot of my answers on this that aren't necessarily personal ones. They're just sort of like, right, this was the name that came to the head. You know yeah, I mean? it's sort of it's interesting. It's interesting. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, next one, favorite comics memory. I think we'll start with Eamon for this one. Excelsior, meeting <laughs> Stanley at London Super Comic. Hey, uh, nice. Uh, nice, nice. Yeah, cool. Yeah, did you get to have a chat with him and everything? Did you? No, no, it was very brief. He was signing a comic, and he said "Excelsior" to me, so that was <laughs> nice. The childhood yeah. me was extremely pleased. Yeah, I remember he went. The, the, it was a, a UCAC. He walked across the floor, right by, and I shook his hand and he said hello and like, oh, job done." <laughs> yeah, that's all you need. Yeah, Stanley. Yeah. 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 Uh, v. Um, I'm getting all nostalgic, uh, and I'm thinking about the past and weekly UK comics. Um, those, whether it is the reprints or Battle or the Ghostbusters comics or you know whatever, just think I, I've just been thinking about. It. I'm enjoying reading older stuff at the moment, and that yeah. just thinking back to the buzz of yeah. just being a news agent and picking. That's up. the thing; it's built into our DNA to enjoy comic serials yeah. weekly. I think sometimes, mm. yeah. yeah. That was yeah. how I read most of the, the Punisher that I did from stuff like that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. 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 So good. That yeah. was mine. Okay. D? Uh, mine was uh, I <laughs> over several weeks, I was waiting for X Men 2 to come out. And I kept on doing like this round trip every day of going to the news agents, cycling to these <laughs> news agents to see if they had it in. And I don't think I ever had the wherewithal to ask, when's this coming in? I just went every day for weeks. <laughs> I think I bought every other comic there apart from <laughs> X Men Two. Yeah. So, oh, nice. So yeah. good. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Good. Number eight. Tony, what, what was yours? Yeah, what Tony? You we can't get out of this. Uh, mine was uh, reading the um, Mike Ward and Marvel uh, UK black and white reprint that Wolverine appears in the last panel of the Hulk story. Ah, there you go. Um, and yeah, me just okay. going, that is weird. <laughs> yeah. yeah what is that that is weird and then i remember reading the x-men probably over money it's hard to tell with age when you're a kid time passing yeah. but yeah a long time later i read the x-men and didn't even work out as the same character because uh, in, okay. in the mighty world of marvel and the hulk it was just sort of monster of the week wasn't it really and he was just yeah, this was, weird yeah. creature he sort of turned up and then I, and then he looked did look a bit different when um he turned up in uncanny and uh, I thought, wow. And then suddenly realised, oh, there's that character from the Hulk issue. And funnily enough, we were chatting about it recently, weren't we, Eamon, about how, was it you I was chatting to about how the UK reprint of it is now worth a few quid? Yes. So it's like 150 yeah, these, quid or something now. Wow, okay. These UK reprints. And there's also, there's the Mighty World of Marvel that Betsy Braddock first appears in, is it? Yeah. I think, I think you're right. That we worked yeah. out. We could we could get some posh coffees for that, couldn't we? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You pebbled dashed you in and out driveway with that, didn't you? That one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. What the coffee? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, it drinks a lot of coffee. Goes right through you. Um, what annoys you most in comics? Let's start with Dan. Uh, two things they jump to mind at the same time: pricing, uh, more of a digital pricing, and uh, editorial direction. Okay. Cool. Yeah, good. V? 
Um, the cult of personality. It seems like more and more things are less about the stories and more about the, the people creating good, them. Good shout, man. Good shout. Yeah, I agree with all those. And uh, Eamon? Uh, toxic fandom. Good. Shut up if you don't like it. <laughs> hey! <laughs> read, read something else. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, mine was pricing as well, as is long right. evidenced on this podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's moaning about fucking the mm. ridiculousness of you yeah. know comics that are for kids being four quid. I uh, I know the, the the kind of toxic fandom thing when people fucking moaning about TV shows and stuff. It's like, mate, just don't fucking watch it. There's tons of fucking shit to watch. Like, just stop fucking bleating on about this episode yeah. of so and so shit. So just if you 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 watch an episode and it's shit, just watch something else. <laughs> I do think so. we get to the point where things become popular certain people think they have to tear them down it could yeah. be yeah, yeah. I think it's a bit yeah, like yeah. with these star wars tv series you know there's a load of them star wars fans probably you know just some bloke some lady sitting in their house watching anything oh, i love star wars i'm gonna watch this mm. but because it's become popular and there's a few of them people just gotta fucking nitpick them yeah. yeah i think it's comics as well like you watch some of these yeah. guys i'm not gonna name anyone at the moment but some people have done really well and of course everyone then just wants to tear them down don't they yeah 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 yep no wrong and, What's the last one? The last one was sort of just a funner one, really. Um, you get a commission from any artist, living or dead. Who draws it and what is it? So start with you, Eamon, on that one. Well, maybe because of Nice yesterday in Bedford, I would have uh, Alan Davies doing a black and white Captain Britain versus the Fury, going nice. back to those mighty world of nice. Marvel days. Mm. So the sleek, uh, the, the Alan Davies uniform. The Alice Davis uniform, Captain Britain. Uh, I know you're a fan of the original costume for Captain Britain, but then the Fury... Oh which oh. um, is still one of the most terrifying creatures I've encountered in comics. Yeah, now watered down utterly. You know, oh, yeah, you know. Back then, everything. back then, you were fucked if it appeared, mm. when you, you realised. Yeah. End and of the we, world. Yeah, and we all appeared. know that the Alan Davis design's the best. Anyway, what was the next one? <laughs> he won't leave it alone, will he? Yeah, of the Fury, <laughs> I agree with you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, v, what about you? Um, I go with Vanyo. Um, oh. Yeah. Um, just because I just get a kick out of um, their work, and I've just I've got a couple of pieces of Macready from the thing, so I'd have like a like an old okay. scene like that. You Ooh, get nice. him out of his comfort zone. Yeah, yeah. I think that's a good thing to do sometimes, guys, because yeah. I get so bored. You know, like yeah. how many times has Todd McFarlane been asked to draw? Yeah. You know, Spider Man, Spider Man, saying yeah, yeah, and Life held to draw. But if you said to them, "Oh, can you draw such and such?" I'd say, "Oh, I've not heard of that." Yeah, one. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and I think um, I- I'm not. I haven't got, got like loads of commissions and stuff, but I just got I, because when it came to oh, if I'm going to get some commissions, what do I like? Oh, I don't want to be too generic. Oh, I really like the thing. Oh, let's just let's just go that way. So I've got. I think it'd be really cool to see that. Yeah. Sometimes I like saying to an artist, uh, Den- Dennis Kitchen. I did this too, and he thanked me for it afterwards. I said, "Look, I said, can I get a commission?" He said, "What do you want to draw?" And I said, "Draw what you like, man. Whatever pleases you today. Yeah. It's been a long day in this convention hall. Knock yourself out. You know." Yeah. And it goes one of two nice. ways, and they'll dash off something if they're a bit of a shyster. But he was great. He he took like loads of time, and he says, "Oh, thanks for that. I really enjoyed drawing that." Yeah, oh, brill. Yeah, yeah. I think it's a good thing Very to do nice. sometimes. Yeah, D man. Uh, mine is Art Adams and a GI Joe piece. Ooh, okay. Ooh. Oh, okay. Cool. Deep, deep pockets there, my friend. That'd be fucking awesome. Yeah. I want a uh, sort of an A one A zero piece with every single member of GI Joe in a firefight. My God, Dan. <laughs> and he'll be drawing it for the rest yeah. of his life. Yeah. Um, it is a fantasy piece, so that's yeah. that's a fantasy. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> that 
would be amazing. Uh, Tony, what would yours be? Uh, mine would have been Burn, actually, funny enough. A Burn, um, oh, okay. Burn X-Men piece. Um, just maybe that original lineup, including uh, Thunderbird and stuff from um, Uncanny. Why why, yeah, Bur- why Burn and not uh, Kirby? Yeah, that's a difficult one, isn't it? Maybe Kirby. Oh, no, no. Or, or, is, that, or is that purely... I mean, that's the thing is, instinctually, you thought about Burn. Yeah. yeah. But when you, you think, think that's, that's why... That's instinctive it, answer. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas yeah. if you thought about it afterwards, maybe you would have changed it now. But who do I enjoy? I, I can't... You can't... I can't decide who I love more. Yeah. Between those two. I mean, yeah. it kind of should be Kirby, shouldn't it? But I just really love Burn stuff. It's really sort of made a mark on my childhood. T- T- Tony, don't, um, look, 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 stick to your own rules, man. Look, look, stick to your guns. It's okay. It's okay yeah. with the choices you've well, You know as well as I do, yeah. I'd live in a tent for my life if I could yeah. get a Kirby page. But yeah. do you know what I mean? It's just... Uh, yeah. 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 Okay. But, um, yes. You're in a smaller answer. tent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, were you playing along at home, though, listeners? If so, um, we'd love to know what your lists were. Just write write them down. In the Slack uh, podcast discussion for the, for the show, just drop yeah. it in there. Let us know what your answers were to that a lot of nice chatting there people oh you know we forget something on here i'll go oh, i can't remember the name somebody will remind him there say oh no it's this you're talking about so, yeah i love yeah. this bloke and you know, something sort of it's great on there yeah. yeah 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 um but that was fascinating has, has it helped you uh learn more about yourself Eamon? uh yeah it has yeah, yeah i've got insights into my first instincts which surprisingly are not that many british comics yeah <laughs> but you know, it started with those seventies marvels. So yeah, you, you feel yeah, like yeah. you cheated on yourself in some kind of way. Yeah, yeah. I've be, I have, yeah, I've betrayed the cause. Yeah. <laughs> well, speaking of the cause, some fascist dictator said, uh, "Give me, a, give me a man when he's a kid, and I can give you, show you the adult or something." That's essentially what Marvel yeah. did to us, didn't it? It is. Yeah, yeah exactly. Is. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. And it don't make you. I think sometimes I'm a great believer of the fact that you yeah, look, we had. All these characters and all these things, like the X Men, is clearly about racism, isn't it? You know, yeah. we grew up being trying yeah. to making as good, better people, perhaps. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Spider Man but... made me a better person. Yeah, yeah. the X Men. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you wear those go-go boots. You yeah. wear like MJ. Do so. <laughs> yeah. I've got to say, yeah. like the, the the heroic virtues of all those characters did rub off on me. I was like, this yeah. is the way to behave. Like, yeah, to be, yeah. To be a decent person. You got you got. Stan like knew this. what he was doing around that. I, I mean, yeah. I, I did read a Marvel team up recently, though, where's with the X Men, and just before Spider Man, just before the end of the issue, Spider Man, like when everything's good, Spider Man wants to say, you know, goodbye and and thanks, and he just ignores the rest of the X Men. He jumps over, essentially launches himself at <laughs> Jean Grey, kisses her, and then jumps out a window. He doesn't open the window. He literally jumps out <laughs> to go away. <laughs> I, I was watching this thinking, what the fuck just happened? That's, that's a metaphor. The most of him. That, yeah, that's the metaphor for my life. I do something <laughs> like fancy, you know, you know, do like that sort of, you know, the end of Watchmen kiss. Yeah. You know, and then think I'll oh, dive out the window, but it's still closed accidentally. <laughs> you know, it's like that, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> they don't oh, like. Yeah. I say X Men fans don't like putting out in sequels. Uh, Spider Man single handedly trashes all the X Men in in a single page. <laughs> there you go, best superhero. Anyway, uh, Marvel, Marvel did it in a single issue recently, so that's fine. Uh, sp- speak, <laughs> speaking of causes, though, Eamon, where can people find your wonderful podcast? And once more, where they can get DUI. Uh, you can find Mega City Book Club, the podcast all about the galaxy's greatest comics 
mostly the British ones, at megacitybookclub.com. And please, please, please uh, head to duicomic.bigcartel.com and get yourself a copy of uh, issue two and look out for issue three, which will be up there soon. Cool. Nice one. You can do like a pre-order. Thanks for having me, guys. Amen or... I shall be putting it up soon. Yeah, I need yeah. to get around and do that in the next week or so. Yeah. Oh, good. Oh, so very nice. soon. Oh, good so, stuff. Yeah. yeah. And thank you for joining us, Eamon. Well, um, yeah, and it was a bit last Cheers, minute man. as well. So thanks, yeah. man. Yeah. No, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you for having me back again. I'm glad to be considered on the friends list. He'll never, he'll never let you forget that now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Tony, does, and, it, does, does uh, this mean he's going to ask us for money now? <laughs> Only for donations to DUI. All oh, right. Well, yeah. Well, no, yeah. I'm getting, I'm getting the, I'm getting friend of the pod badges made up as I speak. <laughs> yeah. Now you have it. That was good, wasn't it? Lots, um, of, lots of things. Yeah. Right? Good old Eamon. He had a, literally an hour's notice. To <laughs> yeah, the pro yeah. man's a pro. Yeah, yeah. 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 and uh, also he's done some stellar work for the DU- yes. DUI anthology. We've we- all had a chance to have a look at it, haven't we? Mm. Like, not not yeah. in its entirety, but pretty much completed bit, and looks great. Can't yeah. wait yeah, to see it. Yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah. where did you see Ashcroft's cover as well? Yeah, oh, I love that. Fucking great, and it's yeah. all for a good cause. So, um, yes, yeah, stay tuned for when you can get your hands on it. I had a bit of a dilemma today. I thinking about good causes i was walking around and i found 10 pound on the floor oh, no. so you find a 10 on the floor and you think right i'm 10 pound richer so i took it home and just like popped it on the table and my wife was on facebook and in the local group someone said my daughter was out with her friends and she's dropped 10 pounds she couldn't go to the cinema has anyone found 10 pounds and it was near where i was walking so i was like okay she went well i'm going to message him and tell him to come around. he should come around and get it and this girl turned out got a tenner and she was well made up and I was like, I feel bad for this because this is not realistic. This isn't how life should go. No. Like, that, that <laughs> this is a that, that that is lesson a, in life. And, and I, I, I don't yeah. know what it says about how... Um, maybe, I wonder where we were going with that. I was yeah, holding my breath yeah, for a bit of a joke. Yeah, and yeah, I, yeah. I, I was thinking, please don't say he's done something no, horrible. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> he said, no, you got the wrong address, sweetheart. Yeah. Life, life doesn't play <laughs> out like this. It's yeah. like... I feel, it's, it's, I feel like we're sitting up unreal, unreal, unreal expectations of this girl that yeah. thinking life's all fucking great like yeah. this. Look, and, sometimes, sometimes good things happen. Good things happen in this world. Sometimes we just got. Yeah. I mean, the, the other day I was walking along and there was a little old man. He walked into the shop and he left his car running and the keys in it. So I just, I just thought it's a free car, so I just jumped in and just drove off. Right. Um, he saw a post on Facebook. <laughs> So some man left the keys in the car. Could have the car back. Right? Yeah. Like, that well, that sucks to be you, dude. Um, <laughs> yeah, in your dream, son. <laughs> so I've been driving to places all around the coast, taking a picture of it, and then posting it as replies. And <laughs> there's four kinds of bodily fluid in the back seat now. <laughs> What we call the soup kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Was it the other guy's show? That that is, I was watching that. Yeah. Day, yeah. <laughs> 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 oh. Did a shit into his air conditioning unit. Oh god. god. Uh, well, I'm glad we got all the good stuff out of the way. <laughs> yeah. you, just you, you wanted to circle back round to some of the answers on the questions. Is that right, V? Yes. Well, because like you know, it was it. I, I had a lot of fun with that questionnaire, and when Tony first brought it up, I had an existential crisis and was starting to worry. I, I was starting to panic about. You it. did. You said I'm a bit yeah. worried about this. I said, "Don't be worried." It's like, don't yeah, worry. yeah, yeah, because um, it, it's just it's just fascinating. I think, and hopefully, listeners, if you played along as well, um, look back at your, you know, hopefully you 
you did it as honestly as we did because yeah. looking at the list, for instance, they were instinctual. You know, apart from a couple, I, you know, the Vanyo one was obviously, you know, that's kind of like what I'm. It, yeah, it's what you're currently reading and like you know what you're sort of feeling and stuff. But for instance, like um, you know, what's in your eye line is an yeah. important part of it as well. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. I think possibly because I've been reading that Marvel team up with uh, Spider Man. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, maybe that influenced it. You know, yeah. it's not too far from me. Um, you know, Alan, Alan Davis, a big. You know, that as as not as close to my heart. I, well, I he's think, come up in conversations a bit recently, isn't it, Alan yeah, Davis? Because yeah. he's done a couple of cons and. He's yeah. doing that Bristol one soon, isn't he? You yeah. know, yeah. Which um, I think when when it comes to sort of like questionnaires like that, the, the answers are fascinating because, like I say, there's there's some things I can sort of say like Spider Man was in my if you Alan Davis at the back of my mind for this, but then when you say who's your favourite Batman villain, there's no there's no reference to it anywhere. So that that almost yeah. seems to me to be one of my most honest answers, even though they're all honest answers. But that was like, yeah, that's my favourite. Do you know what I mean? Okay. Just instinctually. Yeah. Instinctually. Um, that's why you've got to mix up because of the different styles of question as well that just mm. play with your brains firing a bit. Yeah. You Keep know, them a bit unbalanced. Yeah. Best and greatest and favourite. And, you know, it's different, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. I th- I liked um, as well that, like, the two questions that... Um, the one, of course, there is the, you know, what don't... What annoys you about comics? And it was interesting. Yeah. All of those. I think a lot of the ones that we mentioned, um, probably a lot of people in some way will agree with them. If if you don't, that's fair. You know, we don't have to agree on everything. And um, but I I loved. It. I think my favorite question was, "What's your favorite memory?" Because questions like that immediately take you to a great place. They immediately like as soon as you're like, "Oh, what the, you know that." that memory of comics and and comics is also a medium as much as we enjoy like the current stories and, and the wonderful art that we see or, or like the new books it's a nostalgic medium where we're it const- is it's we're const- always about when we're younger isn't it yeah, yeah yeah so you know having those moments to just think back at something that really brought you joy especially in comics when uh, let's face it if you're online sometimes it feels like there's no joy in com- comics because of the on the internet discourse that's happening um which is why i switch my brain off to it a lot of the time so i can just enjoy what i'm enjoying mm. um but thinking back to those days when it's just sort of like oh here's a moment that was mine that, uh, with comics yeah. it was just you know that's the, I'm, I'm probably gonna that's the question that's gonna linger with me a bit longer just thinking about like, oh that was really cool wasn't it yeah yeah, well, I guess it's not a sort of thing we can keep doing. It's kind of like yeah. a one-off, that isn't yeah. it? Maybe yeah. in maybe a year or two, we try yeah. something similar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It, it was a fun little uh, exercise. I mean, how did you feel about it, Dan? Again, like uh, I was not troubled, but some of the stuff, like the answer, this like leapt in there, unbidden. It's like yeah. that's the answer, and other yeah. stuff, I was kind of like ask for the square root of like. There was a bit <laughs> of me. There was a bit what? of pressure on you as well, wasn't there? I think. <laughs> Because we're on the podcast and I'm yeah. asking yeah, you and you've I got guess, a limited yeah. amount of time. Yeah. yeah, I guess so, yeah. I mean, if I... Ch- yeah, again, you, you've got to... The, the immediacy of it is, the, immediacy of it is the, the the thing, isn't it? Yeah. To come up with the answer there. And yeah. Then. Like but the... It, um, was it greatest... Was it greatest <clears throat> indie comics character? Was it that? Yeah. The, the yeah. Wording for it? I think so. Um, yeah. That's what I mean. And, you know, like, like, I mean, I said a bit about best, my answer. Best indie comics best, character. Best indie comics yeah. character character which sounds when you when you say best it sounds like a personal preference yeah. but yeah. 
But the answer I had wasn't anything to do with personal preference. I'm not a massive, huge fan of Spawn. But then my brain just yeah. started thinking about it's it. It's interesting it went to that. Yeah, it was like, <laughs> oh, okay. You know, that is a zeitgeist character in some ways. Like, well, that was a massive, you know, character. I was troubled that I didn't think of a writer. I had to con- actively concentrate on a writer. I was currently enjoyed their work. I had, <laughs> so I, I, had, I had too many names for artists. As well. Right, okay. it was like you know, it was like a fruit machine. Do you know what I mean? They were just spinning around. I was like, oh, 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 what about right. you, T? Any any problems with any of the questions? Or I think when you overthink it? something, it becomes more complicated, doesn't it? Yeah. But if yeah. someone said to me, you well, as soon as you, as soon as you mentioned Burn Kirby, I could hear you going into a little bit yeah. of a, oh, which one do I choose? You know? Yeah, it's a weird one, isn't it? I mean, mm. and we're we're forced into a corner by the things we've been told, the things we've read, and 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 mm. sort of comics media, aren't we? So we, yeah. it's kind of. It's kind of accepted mm. that Kirby is this iconic, huge yeah. Mount, Mount Rushmore figure. But there's, you know, some of the comics artists, artists will say other people, won't they? Yeah. 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 You know? And yeah. certainly it's it's all about, it's whatever your personal preference is. You're like, there, there are people that um, that don't And like. what your exposure's been to. Yeah, I know yeah, some people yeah. who've never read a Kirby comic. You know, yeah, I don't yeah. really speak to them because uh, I won't like them because I of didn't, that. But, I, wasn't, I wasn't a fan <laughs> of it for the longest time. And then I became a fan of it. Do you know what I mean? It was yeah. like, you know. Yeah. Okay. And that's... Which is interesting, you know. That was an interesting. That's maybe me um, taking in less comics, but just more art in a different way. Certainly since we've been yeah. doing this show. But you know, if you don't like it, if, for instance, if you're someone that's like, oh, I've never really liked Kirby, that's fine. <laughs> like yeah. whatever you like. I mean, you know. throw yourself in a river, but otherwise, that is fine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I know what you mean, man. Yeah. Some people, yeah. I mean. Comics is a funny one, isn't it? If you showed someone who'd never read comics, who's probably in their 20s, a Kirby page, they go... There was all this drama, wasn't there, around all these people saying how horrible Kirby's double-page spreads are when the Eternals movie come out. Yeah. Do you remember? Yeah. I'm like, fuck yeah. off, mate. Do you know no, what I mean? Were but, you fucking yeah. holding up that fucking film as some kind of comparison? <laughs> yeah. 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 But, like, yeah. like there's... The, and it, it goes across the board for any artist. Um, obviously, Susie Gander, take the thing of this... Like a huge fan of Michael Turner. Michael Turner, yeah, um, yeah. God Love rest him. his soul. Um, and I'm a fan of Michael Turner. Like he was, he was huge. Like for me, like when I was reading Witchblade and Top Cow and all of that stuff back in the day. Um, may not be to everyone's taste, but it's that person's favorite artist. So fair mm. play. I yeah. think just absolutely fair play. Like what you like, mm. just don't be a dick. That's the way. Mm. Yeah, I think yeah. that's sage advice. Yeah. Mm. Um, God, we, got a little, we got a little bit poignant then. See what you bit do to us, Eamon. See what you, you do to us, Eamon. You get us thinking about things with his driveway and 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 feeling feeling things in our emotions and. <laughs> All right, in our trousers. Uh, our trousers. Um, <laughs> <laughs> speaking of things that just need to get out, uh, the, <laughs> are there any shout outs this week, James? I've just got two. So, Makinophobe from Strangers Publishing only has a couple of days to go as, as the release of this podcast on the date today. Um. It feels like something fresh, this. I think it's really interesting. So it's M-A-K-I-N-A-phobe, Makinaphobe. If you just look up Strangers Publishing on Kickstarter, you'll find it. Could do with some help. It's only about halfway, I think. It's only got about six days to go. Go and have a look at it. If you like it, back it. I think it's worth it. Um, and don't forget, you can find me and some other people you've heard on this podcast and some of our buddies from the Slack and stuff at um, on Friday at Baltimore and Saturday, Sunday at SPX in Bethesda, Washington. So I'll be there fanning around with Cliff and Strotty and a few other people, Falpy and Sam and a few other guys. Um, if you 
fancy a good book, come and see us at the Nobrow table at SPX, and where you can read Vern, the new release which is coming there. Tyrell, Tyrell, I keep saying Tyrell. I've got, I had a friend from school whose last name was Tyrell. Tyrell is going to be there signing copies at the table, so come and see that as well. There you go, there, my two. Nice. Dan, do you have any? No, no shout outs to me. All the kind of uh, Kickstarters and stuff I'm following have kind of ended. Well done to uh, Johnny Cannon. On yeah, he stormed nice. it in the last few minutes. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. About another nice. 10, 12 people. Yeah, yeah. Nice, nice work. Um, well, I've got one. It's the uh, Comic Expo Bristol happening Saturday, 7th of October. Not long now, only uh, uh, next month. Um, Double Tree by Hilton in Bristol. Tickets on sale. Adults £10, child £5, under 12s free. Um, there's a classic UK art exhibition. There's loads of uh, creators and artists going there, as well as Alan Davis. Yes. yes. Hey, so, hey, back uh, to Alan Davis again. It's yeah, the Alan Davis Alan podcast. Davis. Uh, so I'm probably going to go out and go, oh, I was talking about you the other day. And he'll be like, <laughs> get away from the me. Podcast. Uh, <laughs> get, um, one last quick shout out. I guess we should do this every episode is the uh, acprecommends.com. Uh, yes. Take a look at all the stuff we've. Uh, recommend a previous show and that's done by uh our friend craig shields well done craig thanks mate yes yeah go check your stuff out thanks you can hire him to do stuff. your website yes yeah yeah yes and uh should we talk about some comics gents i mean we've been yes. talking about comics non-stop um, 400 odd episodes uh, yeah <laughs> but let's and let's talk about some virtually stuff every day yeah between us <laughs> yeah <laughs> let's talk about um stuff we've read um have basically gone through and enjoyed i think it's nearly all from the review pile apart from yours v i'm gonna yeah. say is that yeah. right yeah i've got a, re- yeah. a review and a recommend okay, okay cool right so who wants to start off because my one is also going to be a group chat <laughs> okay we touched put yours in the middle yeah, yeah. okay what do you think who were nice. um should i start with my one so sure first one or two so um Beast of Bauer Boulevard um, from American Mythology um, Publishers, who are US publishers. Anyone read anything by them? I uh, I dip in and out of their series quite a lot because they're probably best well known for a couple of things. Mike Wolfer writes a lot for them. He did a lot. He did like Gravel and a few other things at um, Avatar that I enjoyed. But they also kind of do a lot of spin off books from Edgar Rice Burroughs stuff. So they did Cast the Venus, The Monster Man, Beyond the Further Star, Pellucidor books, stuff like that. And I'm a massive ERB fan. So mm. I've always sort of dipped in and out of their books. But this got sent through to us very kindly by the writer of this, G.O. Parsons. Uh, so he wrote it. The artist is Carlos Rod. Colors by Carlos Lopez. Letters by Fabrico Grele. As I say, published by American Mythology Productions. It's 255 on Comixology. Just come out. Um, G.O.'s an interesting guy. So, for anyone, he's he's a. I'm guessing he's a Hollywood writer of some kind. But he wrote Willie's Wonderland, which is the Nicolas Cage movie. If you've seen it, um, I had seen it and very much enjoyed it. So it was nice just to get a review copy come in by the writer of that movie. How weird is that? <laughs> That's pretty awesome. cool. Yes, yeah, he's like a nice dude as well. Um, executive summary of this book: nice, fun, well drawn, nicely plotted, and with some interesting characters. But it is a giant monster book. There's a great quote in it. This one of the characters says, that thing above us, it's half dinosaur, half monkey, half saw, and half ray gun. And someone said, do you mean quarter? Which I thought was quite nice. <laughs> um, it's, um, it look, it's openly and clearly a movie pitch. Right, um, okay. That has been turned into a comic. He's open and clear about that. And I think that, ha- that has some effect on the storytelling, which I'll mention in a bit, but... 
if if you're going to say I've got a comic about a robot dinosaur and it's well drawn, I'm all over it. I've got to tell you. Um, oh yeah, this, this is well drawn. Um, so there's a sort of very brief and bloody prologue where a skier meets um, her sort of explodes, uh, and then you get straight into book one, which is called Blizzard. Um, it follows a local Diedrich. Diedrich is a local cop, a US cop, and he's in this sort of resort ski resort town that's in the middle of a snowstorm. And his new girlfriend seems she's a bit of a sort of deadbeat mum, and her daughter's there. She doesn't get a daughter all the time. Um, and it's snowing hard, and they come across a car in the road that looks like it's been split in half, and but there's no body. So they follow the clues um, of the sort of the sort of as it were the blood trail, um, and they fa- they find themselves up at this sort of ho- like resort hotel complex. You know, you've always seen it in these sort of American comedy movies, don't you? you know where they go skiing or something that sort of complex. Mm. And um, the residents are all hiding, and at the same time, shaking their pants. And it turns out they're afraid of the BB, um, and it doesn't doesn't take a genius to work out that they mean the Beast of, Bod- uh, of Bauer Boulevard. Uh, and then it it fucking takes off. It becomes super violent. Um, it's an interesting one. I, I have to say, I really like the art. I think Carlos Rod does some great art. I'd, I'd put him similar to maybe Pat Broderick, um, that sort of style, a bit slightly looser than Pat's work. But I'm, I'd read anything Pat Broderick done. This is very well drawn. Um, the creature is front and center on the cover of the comic, um, which is fine. You know, you movies are different from comics, aren't they? Yeah. You you don't mind showing yeah. the main drawer of your comic on the cover. But what this comic does, because it harks back to that movie scripting thing, you don't see the character till the last few pages of the comic, which I think is counterintuitive to putting him on the cover. Does that make sense? Because we've mm-hmm. seen him. Yeah. You know what this robot dinosaur looks yeah. like. Put him, put him in the comic. But saying that, it's from a sort of plotting point of view, it's it's good. It's fine. Everyone is interesting. Everyone has a character. They're they're sort of fairly tropey from horror movies, but we enjoy the tropes of characters in horror movies, don't we? We we know that's not you know it's not a character piece. You know, it's not a slacker. You know, it's not the piano, is it? That's we want yeah. that. We know who's gonna who's gonna come and go. Um, I, so I really enjoyed it. I think it'll read. It reads great. It would read great as a trade as well. So it's a three parts miniseries. The, I'm going to say the colors. The color feels a little bit unrendered. Um, okay. Um, but I was thinking about this today. I was thinking. Oh, my initial reaction was, oh, the color in those first three pages is a bit bright. And then I realized it's because of the color in the um, the ski suit the woman's wearing. And I thought, oh well, people do. It's like those clothes they wear in Barbie, you know, they're like, they are bright colored, aren't they? That's what people wear in ski clothes and stuff. They tend to wear sort of bright colors. So that might be part of it, but they could have done with a little bit more rendering, a bit more blending maybe in some points, but yeah, it's good, solid comic. The beast of Bauer Boulevard geos, um, cracking writer, some, some great, you know, shows doesn't tell, which is good. You can find more of their comics at American mythology.net. Um, and I recommend it actually. They, They've got like Zorro in the land that time forgot. Just crap like that. Just like fucking. That's what I want out of a comic. Just mad fun. <laughs> yeah. You know, Zorro fighting a pterodactyl. That's what I want in a comic. <laughs> yeah. Um, go follow Geo on um, X, uh, formerly known as Twitter. Geo Parsons. You can find it. Um, and possibly a future guest. We'll have a little chat about it. But I did. He has. He has. Uh, we've hinted a bit. So there you go. That's my first one. Nice, Dan. Uh, I'll start with my review. Uh, so I treat the, the kind of reviews, as we mentioned before, slightly different to the recommends. A review is okay. something that's been submitted to the show for review. So uh, here we go. If you want to review a book, uh, 
submit a book to review for the show, there's a pinned tweet on our Twitter or X account, whatever you want to call it, and you could submit all the details for your comic and your comic for one of the hosts to review on the show, like I'm going to do now. And the title is of this comic is uh, Tiger Dragon, The Rebirth, from Mastery Grip Comics by Parmi Badan. Uh, and the plot is thus, I've got this from the Rindy Gogo page. Uh, Tiger Dragon Rebirth follows the story of Ayami Ozaki, who believes she is possessed by a demon and foregoes the way of the Tiger Dragon to seek a normal life. Ayami's life is irrevocably altered after her parents are murdered. The loss takes a toll on the one so young, and the pressure of a newfound responsibility forces Ayami to make a decision, life, a decision changing her life forever. As the lost and the demons uh, lay claim to planet Earth, Ayami has no choice but to seek the demons she fears to save the one thing she cares about the most, her family. It's interesting reading that plot back because a lot of that does not happen in this book. So uh, I'm not sure, is this a prequel or what's going on? Because we've got Tiger Dragon, the rebirth. I'm not sure okay. what the rebirth in question is relating to. It's... I don't know. Yeah, I'm maybe this is of... the problem of issues and trades. You know, a trade yes. would be more explanatory. Well, I'm not sure if this is a trade because it's 176 pages long. Oh, okay, right. So it's Sorry. a thorough whack. Yeah, yeah. So I, I don't know, uh, and there's no indication inside whether that's the case. At the end of the book, the uh, writer uh, Parmi Badan, he's written a bit about his book and how how long it took to, to get him to do it and he seems to put this together relatively like 12 months for a 176 page book i think when i tell you about the art style you'll see how the turnaround on that was quite quick uh so he said he started writing in december 29 and it was done by t- december 2020 and he he put this on crowdfunding on uh indiegogo which i think you can still buy through that store Okay, you know, like on yeah. Indiegogo is different to Kickstarter, as in you fund they can it, but then it takes give it a over. month, can't they, or something? Sometimes yeah. more, yeah, yeah. So, writing-wise, uh, the first thing that struck me about this book, you kind of introduced straight away, and it's set in Japan, twenty thirty-five, and cool. but from the visual presented, I couldn't tell whether that was the case or not. It's only because I've got this box that tells me that, and the when you're world building your comic. If the world the characters are living in really matters, you have to spend as much time on that as you would one of the leads. It needs to be kind of fleshed out and kind of, if it's just like a martial arts story like this is with some supernatural elements, what's the relevance of setting it? Being in the future, yeah. yeah it doesn't really factor into the book at all. So that's one thing to consider. Like, it does this matter, like... Uh, I can only put it alongside the Vanguard stuff. That's set slightly in the future and not given a date because yeah. things are slightly different. The, the, everything's a bit, the technology's a bit better and society's yeah. a bit different. But if it's not much different, does it matter? You could have just, do you know what I mean? It's only a small point. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and then you got the where it's from, the date is from, from where? From the title or something? Or No, literally on the first page, you get a shot of the outside of this building and it says Ozaki Dojo. Taito City, Japan, 2035. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, Does it look sci-fi? No. Oh, okay. Okay. It just looks like kind of modern day. Uh, I'll come back to the artwork, but the artwork's all done in 3D, and I think through the the Poser program, which has certainly come on leaps and bounds since I first encountered it years ago. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, with the pacing of the story in the, the comic, I said it's 176 pages. Uh, Ayami doesn't get her powers till page 146. Okay. There's a long old slog before she makes her kind of has her kind of moment where she gains these kind of supernatural abilities. There's a lot in this comic that I'd suggest if I was if I had a chance to as an editor come to this comic before it got made or published, I'd say, right, you can cut this out, you can remove this sequence, you can shorten this sequence. Generally, there's a lot of scenes that come into this that we we don't you don't need to be there and they don't need to be that, that length. So one of the inciting incidents is that they owe the money, they owe the Yakuza money and they get threatened at the beginning. And the main character is like, right, shit, I've got to put this money together in a couple of days. So she rings up a mate and says like, have you got any jobs at your restaurant? And he goes, yeah, you can work at the restaurant. That follows uh, like a scene that goes on for about, 10 to 12 pages where she works as a waitress and she's sexually harassed by someone there and then they get the revenge on the bloke that sexually harasses her and it's like this bit was just to say that she couldn't get the money right so but you... then she then has to work in a restaurant after that again it seems no so she so she's like she's asking the money she's like, oh shit i've got to make the money she works in the restaurant she gets sexually harassed they can't pay her but she they deal with the harasser and then she's like in the same boat that he hasn't got the money and it's like well you, you could have cut that whole sequence and this she struggles to get the money. Right, and okay. The Yakuza come back and take their revenge because she can't get the money. But to do kind of like dedicate 12 pages to a sequence which doesn't really advance the plot. It sounds a little bit to me like a webcomic that's being created day could, to day almost. Could well be. It, it doesn't say yeah. where it was, if, if it was published anywhere else. Right. Because that would make sense if it was like on a, uh, what do you call it? The, a, web, a web platform, but people yeah, the, kind of get into a little avenue of the story, yeah, don't they? Sometimes in web comics, kind of don't they? Then, you know, if yeah. I was thinking, right, we're gonna we're gonna cut this down to like a twenty thirty page affair. That sequence would maybe a page of her ringing around and trying different people. And it's like, well, no one could give me any money. Everyone's got hard times, and I've got this. I've got no money. So there's a there's literally about three or four scenes which I think, right, if we're if we're looking at kind of getting this story down to get it faster and pet more better paced, these would go like just knock them in the head maybe as a writer that's worth considering because i always think if you're telling parts of the story and they're not adding to the characters or getting us closer to the end you gotta ask yourself why is this in here why is this sequence in here okay. and does does that much of the story worth taking up that, that many pages mm. do you know what i mean if i've got yeah. 100 pages yeah, that's what know? strikes me more is that yeah. yeah why is it so long almost why is that so yeah. long it's just kind of it doesn't for what it gives back the amount you're having to spend on pages there is like to me that would only be worth doing if the characters in that 12 page sequence came back later so you are making them memorable by having them in that sequence Does that makes yeah. sense yeah yeah fair, fair enough uh yeah. that's like okay well this guy comes back and he's, he's a bit more of an issue yeah yeah so yeah kind of just be careful that when you kind of got these side things that kind of go off the pacing kind of slows down the main tale, which is essentially a, a revenge story with kind of uh, like martial arts elements, which is like rule about that, rule yeah. that comic. Mm. Yeah. So swinging it back around to the art, the art is done entirely through the 3D. And I think through Poser, I can't be 100% on that. Okay. I feel like Poser is kind of a program that when writers have a bit of a 
they can't get a right, an artist on board for whatever reason, they go to Poser to to produce their comics, which is fair play. You know I mean? Yeah, we used it. it. We used mm. it on a comic strip I did in the in the nineties. Yeah, you on the early two thousands. Yeah. I mean, yeah. the program has its severe limit, uh, limitations because you can only do what's in someone's made, and you, if you want a dojo, you got to go and go online and look. Someone's made a dojo in Poser. You can you can put your characters in there. So there's going to be a certain amount of generic thing in there. Same with the the, the characters you're using; they're all going to be pre-made. You might be able to tweak them, uh, but yeah, it's the limitation of the program. I've got to say, I'm not a fan. I'm not saying it should put you off from using it or or enjoying the comic for what the the art is. It's just that with that with that kind of artwork, I'm like I struggle with it. How about you guys? Okay. And it, yeah, yeah it, it it has this sort of strange shock of reality about it sometimes. Poser. Yeah, it seems so unusual on a page. I'm wondering what's the score with using Poser in a comic that you sell? Is it? I have is, no is, idea. Is there a licensing issue with that? I don't know. I have no idea, T. No, I don't That's know. That's a good issue. I, yeah. Yeah. I, I wouldn't imagine so, either that or not. Uh, it's hard It's hard to read. Well, I guess if you've got, if you've got yeah. a license for like a 3D program and you make something in 3D, I presume you get to do what you want with it. Mm. Yeah. I guess yeah. if you make yeah. something in Photoshop. I, I, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. It's maybe, just maybe if you're, but it's if you're different. using existing stuff, other people's IP. Something that somebody's made. Yeah, but yeah. if they're putting it out for free use. Yeah. Yeah. Because other times, like, you'll get a shot and it's like, fucking no, is that real? That looks like a photo. And then other times it's like, oh, that's yeah. the computer program. Some yeah. of the faces. It looks like look, a photo cover or something like that. Yeah. From the, the, yeah. Yeah. Some of them look odd. Like, the, the faces look like some of the kids in it look like we've got faces of 40, 50 year old people. It's like, <laughs> right. okay. oh, bloody hell. That's a bit, it's a bit disconcerting that but yeah fair enough i mean uh worth go check it out see if it's your cup of tea or not that's a drag the dragon tiger the rebirth uh, cool. by padan so nice yeah well handled so um sat in the middle <laughs> um is uh my recommendation um for this week which one we briefly touched touched on um I'm just going to say straight away, it's issue two of Big Game. Yeah. Um, so, Kieran, don't listen to this bit. He's been trying to avoid spoilers. Yeah. Oh, is he? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If, you, if you want to avoid spoilers, go go forward sort of five minutes or something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This isn't going to be a super long one. We, we've all got something to say about it. Um, and we'll probably discuss this story at length once it's all done. So we won't probably won't do another issue. Depending on the issue, I can't. We're probably gush. We're probably gush over it next issue three. Well, he's um, hinting that more happens in the next right. one, isn't he? Um, yeah. so Fucking next, hell! For the next yeah. fi- for the next five minutes, right? I'm going to keep spoilers to a minimum. I'm not even. Gonna, I'm not going to say big things happen. Let's let's time. agree. We're not going to say who dies in this one. Yeah. Right Do you right. agree that? Yeah. Um, yeah. So the creators are okay. Mark, Mark Miller is the writer. Pepe Larraz is the artist. Giovanni Giovanna Nero is the colorist. Clem Robbins is the letterer. As well as uh, absolutely murderous row of other people um, from Miller World helping out with this book. This is, of course, the big Miller World crossover involving um, mm. books, past, present, possibly future. Who can tell? Um, leading up to the villains just basically wanting to snuff all these uh, superheroes, all the and a potential uprising, basically nip it in the bud mm. because they've been ruling the world for. Since the eighties, isn't it? I believe it is. If you read on yeah. from the world yeah. set up in Wanted, yeah, it's yeah, it's yeah. pretty, pretty yeah. much sort of set up like that. Um, okay, let's get into it. 
first thing across the board um pepe Larraz is putting out the best artwork of the year for me in any book that i fucking the way this series looks and there's only two issues in mm. is astounding absolutely yeah. he's having to astounding. he's having to do some every you know he's he's drawing so many people he's so many different situations so many different buildings ages times yeah Yeah. times it's fucking and also character design you know costume design all of this going on it's fucking flawless this is this is the best superhero book this i'd say the the big game this is a game this is fucking these people top tier yeah this is like sets the bar yeah. Bear in mind, he's having to draw people who've been drawn by single artists in yeah. other comics, yeah, yeah, for years and maybe years ago. Yeah, and and yeah. do pay re, do respect and diligence to that, which I think it does across the board, as well as putting your own spin on it. Um, yeah, and we've got aged up versions of char- yeah. pre-established characters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're not going to name names, but fucking big things happen in this issue. As in, like when they say <laughs> characters die, characters die. Characters yeah. fucking brutally, brutally fucking die. Okay. Um, and this, I haven't started. Bear in mind, we read this issue. When did it come out? When did this issue A come few out? weeks ago now, isn't it? Three, three weeks, weeks maybe? Yeah. I haven't stopped thinking about it. <laughs> right. <laughs> you got trauma. I, this, <laughs> it, and, I, mean, I mean, that is an over-the-top way to put it, but, you know, in a, in a real uh, yeah. s- s- soft so way. You're not in the Ukraine, mind. let's face it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And there is a, a certain trauma to it. And I will say this, that the, the book does several things for me. Um, just the highest recommendation for this series. Um, it's fascinating because I haven't read all of the Miller World books. Nor am I. Nor am I going to. I'm just going to say that some. I I like some of the series. Some of them just don't seem like they're for me. But and that's fair enough. So yeah. this this is an interesting. Let's see it all mix, mixed up together. Like you know, um, one it's a success because I immediately get a sense of who people are, what where things are going, what's happening. I think the thing is you'll know who some of the characters are just from seeing the movies, mm. you know, or just seeing the posters for some of the movies or the adverts. But yeah. some of them, won't I, you? you I, know? Yeah, I've stayed away. I, you know, I stay away from a lot of that stuff as well. So it's like, okay, right, you know, or yeah. the or the Hollywood chat about whatever series is being developed or things like that. Yeah. Anyone that won't work would be uh, wanted. You got to kind of read the book over the the film for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's completely it's different. M&M. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And <laughs> yeah. and he, and even then, that character's changed. You know, he looks, he looks like a, a completely different character, um, but not in a way that's like changes anything. There's other characters that look fair that, from that series that are, that are in this series. Because obviously, uh, Nemesis is now working with the bad guys of yeah. Uh, yeah. the the wanted. I don't know, also not universe. F- yeah, but you know that there's going to be factions within that because there were factions in the yeah. wanted book. This feels also, like the a, nemesis. A nemesis. This feels like a Nemesis sequel as well in some ways. Yeah, I mean, in many yeah. ways, it's a continuation from yeah. Nemesis Reloaded, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah, from yeah. the last pages yeah. of it. You know, and you know um, he ain't gonna fucking be the the underdog he ain't gonna <laughs> yeah. be the one the, yeah my, he's not my, taking orders is he my, no my, he's my like the anti-batman isn't yeah, he yeah yeah um, and my theory is and i could be wrong miller you'll pull the rug from all of us i'm sure um my theory is and it's fun sometimes it's fun to have comic theories fun theories no no ne- negative thing. my theory at the moment is nemesis at the moment is working with the bad guys because they know how fucking amazing he is and he certainly he is death on feet <laughs> He yeah. is just mm. fucking wiping people out. 
and I think there's going to be one point it's like I'm I'm not taking it I don't need to take orders from you and it's going to the bad guys are going to have a problem he could be the problem you know the beginnings of the problem do you know what I mean that's how I yeah um, I think he's going to be the daddy by the end of this that's my yeah. theory yeah. 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 I really don't know where this is going that's what excites me so much um, about it yeah. yeah yeah I don't know where it's going okay um, and certain big things happening and I'm I'm sticking with it I both love this book and it made me think think and feel some things <laughs> when I was right. reading it because I was like what what <laughs> what I yeah, was, without spoilers I was like without spoilers read... like what? like character deaths I was like what and narratively to do some certain things it is I mean still fucking nuts I mean, it's, don't it's, read, don't read Mark Miller's tweets, then, because he's hinted at who's dying in the next issue. Right. Okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, he said pretty much like people are going to die, people are gonna, like all of this, and as well, <laughs> the thing about it is, Did... it's all well and good, but there's part of me that thinks something's got to change about this. This can't. This can't. You can't go on like this for the no, whole. It, it can't go no, on like this. Issues. And, and yeah. also, there's part of me that thinks, "Hold on, you've set up these fucking books, and there are adverts for fucking trades and stuff at the back." <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. "There's all of this, and you're all these characters killing it." There. I'm like, yeah. "I'm like, what?" I'm like, "You're." I mean. Uh, I mean, it's unheard of in comics to sort of like, you know, if you're going to go, oh, yeah, all, all these books we got, yeah, well, you know, they, they were nice, but they're all dead. Um, so without, for people who haven't read it, like, what's the setup to Big Game? What's the overview of the story? Um, I think it's this simple synopsis is um, supervillains have been running the world since they did away with heroes in the ni- in the 80s. It's it's a sort of it's almost like a Illuminati. There's a cabal of, of villains that are basically running the world. But as with all the Miller, the other Miller World books, there's been a wave of new heroes, like new hope is being born, and mm. like new things are happening. And the villains are like, this has gone on long enough. We need to fucking do them all now, otherwise, yeah. We're in trouble. Yeah. The so, right set in, and, and it'd be too late because they're all super geniuses and they're all fucking like, like millionaires and they've been ruling the world. It's the villains going, okay, let's nip this in the bud, which they are doing. Um, yeah. So, to the point where it leaves you breath breathless. It does sort of like because you it, it gives you this. Oh, you know they're starting. They're starting the fight back. They're starting the revolution. They're starting the oh fuck. Well, that's done. Um, okay, well, they're, they're starting this. They're going to do. Oh God! Well, they're gone as well. Okay, because the, the majority of the the hero characters don't know that this is that this is the yeah, status quo. Yeah, and yeah. they're getting in the first two books. They're kind of getting twigged in, sort of set by others. So saying, yeah, this is what's actually happening. And when, yeah, when we talked about the first issue, I talked about oh, you know, I lo- you know, there's there's massive stakes, but I'm hoping. I'm hoping by the end of it, it's a heroic triumph. Oh, totally. Yeah. You know, <laughs> if it if it if it isn't that, if we don't get the 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 balance switching, my opinion could change on the story. My honest opinion. Oh, Be- okay, interesting. Because okay. as well as it, I mean, it's executed flawlessly. 
I will say that it's executed flawlessly. This is a great issue, even though it breaks my heart for people that I'm not even really invested in. It was it was just fucking like, oh my god, I can't believe I'm feeling these things. Um, <laughs> but you're saying if it's relentless death, you're gonna it, uh, uh, yeah, be exhausted it, by it. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I mean, to put it simply, is this: if the bad guys are winning in the end, that's not a book I want to read. The bad, the bad guys have been winning in the real world for fucking long enough. I gotta say, I'm I'm ready for whatever story Miller wants to tell. I'm I'm, like, I'm in it. Whatever I'm, the I'm stuff he's it. done recently yeah. is just like this is fucking. He knows yeah. his shit. Yeah, and I trust him with what he's. And he's do. been he's been writing like things like books like Huck, for instance. Mm. Is it Huck? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is such a book of like you know hope and and, and heroics and stuff like that, you know. And I know. He's got his finger on that pulse of... Like, and Starlight. Starlight's yeah. a nice yeah. little book as well. Yeah. He's a massive Superman fan. Yeah. He knows yeah. he, the kind of... Yeah. And, the good guy's got... I can't say the good guy's going to win. Yeah. I really and, don't and, know. And he's he's created a world of, you know, these amazing villains and this, this nihilism that it's almost like he's created this world that I want to see him break with hope, if that makes yeah. sense, to really be like... Well, yeah, the villains are just being like, well, we fucking rule everything. Someone needs to be enough. See, I've got, I've got a theory that someone who may or may not be dead in the comic isn't dead. Okay. I think someone is clever enough to have seen it coming. Okay. I, I, there's a lot of things like that that I'm thinking. Is there? Is there rugs? Is there? There's things happening. Yeah. Um, and there's a way that you we both know because the team up between the two sets of characters. Yeah. Would lead to have that escape route, wouldn't it? Yes, that's what yeah. I'm hoping. I'm hoping yeah. that may not happen. That's yeah, you know, might not. It may, yeah, yeah. May, may be a naive hope because that seems fucking brutal. That that's the one that, and the other big one. That, that's the thing is this book's so absolutely chocked with action. And by the way, it's it's not an all ages book. People get cut in half. There's all kinds of violence <laughs> happening in this fucking thing. Um, as much as we're saying this is a fantastic superhero book, etc., it's a it's a mature audience's superhero book, super villain book. Um, but I love this story. But it, it also makes me think because um, we were we were saying I think when we talked about the first issue, is this the only Miller World book that's coming out for its entire run? Because of but all you've the seen other- what he's writing next, haven't you? What he yeah. said he's writing next. Have you seen that? No. No. He's writing a nemesis book next. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. I mean, it can mean it, anything. It, 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 mean yeah, anything. It, it can mean anything, and it's not hard to tell that Nemesis is Mark Miller's favourite character at the moment. It just feels it feels like that from Reloaded, from page one of Reloaded. He fucking loves that character. So we've got the we've got the Magic Order as well. <clears> There's <throat> a lot going on in that. That's four trades that book now. Yeah. There's a lot going in there that could inject itself into this story that we haven't properly seen and, yet. As and well. will and will do. Because, yeah, uh, yeah, there's going to be, and that's a book like uh, um, I need to check out. I think you'd like it, man. Yeah, yeah. it's really yeah. good. Yeah, yeah. So big, big game. Um, Nate, you're back. Uh, we won't spoil it anymore. Uh, we didn't really spoil it anyway. Um, no. I love it. It is my probably my favourite series at the moment, purely because I haven't been this excited about it because I don't know because I really don't know. It, here's um, a perfect reading experience for you. Read big game. And read Local Man Gold. Oh yeah, yeah I, I need to, fuck yeah. kicking myself. That I didn't read that. You yeah. will love both of them. Are the two big books at the moment? Yeah, I need to get on that. I need to get on that. Yeah. 
Okay. It's, it's right. a death mate homage. You'll love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I was talking about that recently. Yeah, so yeah. um yeah, I know we all read it and we've all talked around it. I think um I just want to say those it's not for the faint of heart, but it's thrilling comic books. Yeah, it is. So, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay, who's next? Good. Uh have you got one, Dan? I've got a quick recommend. Oh, do you want to do it? Then I'll do my Yeah, one. It was yeah. one that our guest from a couple of months ago, Richard Morgan who's doing Blam and Glam. Yep. He recommended it, and I bought it on the show, and I read it the other day. And he's he struggled with a name, and I, I'm going to struggle with the name. It's Morth Vallis, M-A-W-R-T-H, separate word, V-A-L-L-I-I-S. That's an image comics. <clears throat> and the uh, synopsis is, during a skirmish of an opposing Martian faction, a fire pilot disobeyed orders to pursue a fe- fleeing foe. Guided by her determination and curiosity, she is led into a dangerous chase through Mars's Forbidden Valley, where she'll be confronted with the Red Planet's darkest secrets. A fast page 128 full color pocket format sci fi adventures through Mars mysteries, all told in the original Martian. So there's no <laughs> uh, English in this at all. All the oh, characters right. speak to each other, but it's kind of like shapes and figures. Oh, that's so, cool. I like that. Yeah, yeah. It's really, really fun book. It's got a quite a. Uh, a European feel to it. Hmm. Okay. That's like a, it's almost like a take on like silent storytelling in a way, isn't it? You know, totally. Um... Yeah. I mean, you don't need the thought bubbles because yeah. the way they've the, the artist, which is EPHK, they identify as uh, just those letters. I, I, I don't know how you pronounce that, uh, but he looks like he was grew up between France and Canada and. Montreal, okay. so he's got quite a, uh, a diverse background in art, but such a it's kind of got like a kind of street art look to it in some respects, and yeah, it's lovely. It's a lovely little book. It just absolutely blitz through it, and such a fun read. Uh, I I'd recommend it if you can get a copy for it to read. Definitely go check that one out. I'd maybe look at more of his stuff now. But... Oh yeah, and just just seeing like a few preview pages on Comicsology. Yeah, oh, look, look at that man. Yeah, yeah. nice. nice. <clears throat> nice Tony what's your final one uh, my one's fi- final one is, is one that came into the email this week I was chatting to the dude and this is a, a book I think I've seen the banner with the image of this book at conventions um, but not picked it up it's called The Mice it's by Roger Mason um, welcome to Order 9 a giant alien factory on earth where humans are the mice the invaders who are tall tall like trees work grueling shifts in the industrial nightmare built atop the rubble of manca- mankind's achievements but beneath their feet, humans steal food, um, cut wires and plot revenge. Um, and it's dedicated to students on night shifts everywhere. So it's this idea that we've been invaded by by aliens who are massive giants. And it, it transforms us into the mice. So we're running around by their feet trying to grab bits of food, stuff like that, which is a really cool little idea. They came from um, Roger's um, experiences working at an English canning factory and having to sift dead frogs out of the pea cans. It's interesting. <laughs> um, he now lives in New Zealand. Um, he used to have tables at Bristol, so I'm bound to have seen him, chatted to him even. Um, so the story, Diana, these are three great names, Diana, Rowling, and Mulligatawney are three scavengers who live under the city. They decide to in, 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 go on this this caper to go and steal um, from the soup canning plant, and they work their way up through the factory floor, but confronted one by one of these sort of giant invaders um, who is on his break, sitting there in a cup of tea, sort of thing. And um, and it's but it's a it's a long book. I think it's um, I think it's about eighty ish pages, 
and it's all about this sort of caper and their escape in the first half of it real fun adventure comics and then the second story is called cat food and this more is more um about the aliens and them sort of arguing with each other and uh, they've got this giant cat creature they send after the heroes um some really great designs on the aliens um and roger even though they're, they're sort of fairly blank faced sort of squarish characters he manages to humanize them by giving them all the worst traits of humanity you know getting them to argue moan about work have a manager who's a pain in the arse stuff like that i'm going to say there's some themes which i pulled out of this a bit um the push to produce you know the push to um make produce stuff in like a human um in like a, in a factory environment versus the sort of the world that we would ideally have of you know human animal environmental themes you know that sort of stuff so you've got this massive factory just sprawling factory um how cheaply we do we treat people who are less powerful than ours and i'm, I'm gonna say i'd be surprised if roger isn't a vegetarian from this book he's almost <laughs> like saying that we're the animals does that make sense yeah like weird like that um the animals are this sort of ultimate industrial paper pusher society um and they reminded me a little bit, I don't know if you've ever read or seen Douglas Adams's Hitchhikers, the Vogons. You know, those ones who yes. sort of are in charge of the yeah, spaceships yeah, yeah. that, you know, are going to wipe out Earth for the, the the freeway that they're creating. I mean, there's no poetry, though. Um, <laughs> but they're also surprisingly like that sort of pain in the ass people who work in a factory. And there's, there's sort of a manager who appears and doesn't really care about the workers and stuff like that. The art's great. It's all black and white. It's very brushy, very solid black brushwork. There's um, this is a weird mixture, but I'm going to say it anyway. It's a mixture between a sort of e Evan Dorkin kind of style of art mixed with there's some definitive Steve Dillon style panels in this. And I know that Roger is a 2000 AD fan. Uh, in fact, he says in the um, in the afterward about how he dreamed of you know drawing for 2000 AD, and but it makes for this sort of really nice energy. The first story is much more. I'm not going to call it traditional comics because it's not, but it's it's got this. It's more of an adventure comic, and the second story about the aliens, which is, I like that division of stories, it works really well. Has that um, funnier um, satirical feel to it in in this, the, the caricature of these alien characters. So I have to say, I'm kicking myself for not having seen it. He sent through volume two as well, which you can um, you can find. Um, but if if you look up Roger Morgan, it's called The Mice, The Factory Menace issue one really good nice. yeah good experience yeah nice one nice a load of great comics for you to check out there as well as uh dui be sure to check yeah. that out when you find out and find out more and thanks to Eamon again for for joining us and thanks to you lovely people for listening to us just rant about comics get nostalgic <laughs> get a bit um sort of thoughtful maybe a soul searching yeah having a crisis of faith I don't know. It all happened this week. Yeah. We're at the um, Church of Comics, aren't we? Yeah, Let's face yeah, it. Yeah. yeah. And we had fun doing it. And we hope you enjoyed listening. And certainly, if there's anything you want us to talk about in upcoming shows, if you've got any charity initiatives involving comics, or maybe you're, um, you've got you got a comic book store out there that you just want to give a shout out, mm. um, yeah. we're all about that because we want to um, push people back uh, into uh, indie stores as well to pick up these great books that we talk about week on week. There's several different ways you can get in touch with us. You can email us awesomecomicspod at gmail.com. Follow us on social media at the awesome pod where we'll be um we're just spreading positive thoughts about comic books and just or just sort of saying, fuck it now look at this, it's ace. Um likewise on the Slack community, um we have a, a Slack 
channel group that's got loads of different um, topics of discussion mm. from art, from um, cheap bargain books you can pick up yeah. to keeping the conversation going on, promo. on, on, on this particular. You did have the pro, that pro. AI question I got, but we can save, we can sit on that. Cause that's, yeah. 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 That's evergreen. Yeah. And uh, certainly there's lots of stuff going on there. If you want to become part of that community, just get in touch with us and uh, we'll, we'll set you up. We'll, put you in there and you can just join this wonderful group of listeners and community on the mm. on the slack which is fantastic um as is you lovely people out there you're wonderful you're great you are yes you isn't that right dan oh yeah yeah i'm not gonna ask tony because you, you don't want to know what he thinks but if you listen to this show we thank you whether it is on their website awesomecomments.podbean.com if you listen to us on apple Podcasts, thank you very much subscribe leave a review have mm. to get the word out about the show and all the comics that we talk about on a week-to-week basis. If you listen to us on any other network, such as Spotify, Amazon, Stitcher, Podnose, Podknife, what other networks are we on, Tony? We're on the network, uh, Pod. The comic industry was built by a lot of good and hard-working people. Please don't shit on them. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Particularly relevant over the last couple of days. <laughs> a lot of that been going on. Yeah. I'll it's, all, it's always yeah. going on. We're yeah. um... shit on Rob Leafield, though. <laughs> Rob, if you're listening, uh, we'd love to talk to you. Anyway, uh, where, where can people find us online, etc.? Tony, uh, you can find me at the uh, SPX at the No Brad Table. Come by and say yeah. hi. There you go, uh, Dan. You can find me. Uh, well, you can't find me there, but you can read my comic there. <laughs> VanguardComic.com. VanguardComic.com. It's come out to the end of this issue, and this has been an absolute fucking slog. I can't wait to get it finished. <laughs> You've been up at like 4 a.m. doing pages, yeah, man. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's a beast. Banging that fucking drum. Yeah. Or you can buy my comics at dzpublishing.bigcartel.com. Nice. Well done. Go there. You can find me on the socials at Jester Diablo, and be sure to go back to the links that we gave, gave earlier and find out more about DUI, because it really is for a great course, and um, yeah. there's, there's some great comics to boot as well mm. in there. So I, I think without further ado, we should let everyone get on with their week, etc. I go. So thank you all for listening. Wherever you are in the world, we hope you're happy, healthy, doing okay. No matter what the weather's like, whatever you're experiencing, we hope you're doing all right. And because uh, we love you very much, Dan. Dan, I know you love them. Yeah, yeah, yeah Tony. How do you? How do you feel about our listeners today? Mm. At the moment, you mean? Yeah, right now. I don't, I don't love them. Don't. Th- you don't love them. That no. was instinctual as well. That just came to you just like that, didn't it? <laughs> you didn't even have to think about it. Unbelievable. I forgot something we didn't mention. If you want to enter that Viz competition, the question was set last week in the episode. And if you listen back to that, you can find out what that question is. Yeah. Unless, you re- unless you can recall it now. T. No, I cannot. I can't. No, but it's definitely in there, and there's some great prizes to be won. And thanks to everyone who, because we had a few people jump on that episode. Numbers were good. Yeah. So if you're uh, if you listen to that and now listening to this, thanks a lot. Yeah. There was John. people taking pictures of all the copies of Viz they were buying. So yeah. I'm on the Slack, there's like four or five people are now on board as the Viz train, aren't they? Yeah. 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 So that's what happens when people uh, listen to this show. They discover comics that they want to read, and that's what we're all about. So join us <laughs> next week. When we're going to do another bunch of comic talk, and who knows what what you might add to your wish list by the end of it. But until then, thank you very much for listening. From Dan, Tony, and myself, have a great week. Read loads of comics, make loads of comics, and uh, well, what should they do? Stay awesome. Stay awesome. See ya. See ya. Bye.